Am I being arrested? Yes, you are. For what? Sir? Battery. For, for, for battery? battery? Yeah. Can you show me? Oh my god. That's not true, sir. All right. Have a seat. Yes, sir. Sir, that's not true, though. That's okay, not put true, your, sir. Put your arms down low so that sir, that's or, not, you, sir. or you can turn and sit sideways against can the door. Can I call my lawyer? I need my lawyer. I need my lawyer, sir. Listen to me. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm when scared, you, you get a chance later, you get a chance later to call your attorney. Can I, can I grab my phone, sir, please? Uh, all that will be coming with us. All that will be coming with us. Please, sir, I need my phone. All that will be coming with us. Please, sir, please. Give me sir. his bag. Can I sit in the, the little bag? Bro, I need my, bro, please, please, please. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. His mother named Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything <laughs> about him. The only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flair! <laughs> Probably look like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! Our impressions. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Good wrestling day. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's the final show of 2022 for the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I am the Professor Mark Fantasia. Thank you guys so much for listening, not only all this year, but for the last five seasons. And we are in the never-ending season five. As you know, we love you, appreciate, oh, we, geez, we love, we love to appreciate you. Subscribing, liking, and sharing on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today, big day. Big day. We got maybe not necessarily a whole lot of news because that is what the holiday season tends to bring. More of your recaps or uh, light schedules when it comes to what they're going to provide. I mean, Raw was the best of 2022 just the other night, so we do have that. Uh, but today we got a little bit of news. We have your bring it to the table. We have our wrestler of the week as the professor brings every week, but this week with a brand new twist and a what, fantastic one at that. We have reliving the Monday Night Wars 25 years later, and it is the infamous Starcade 1997 Sting making his huge triumph of comeback. And I think it was what 18 months on the sidelines without a match. And finally going against Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hogan. And this week, speaking of, we have a movie of the week. 
like that segue. Speaking of, that's right, Odium. All right, ladies and gentlemen, he's here. He's ready. He's the O to the D to the M. Bleep, 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 bleep. What are you cackling on that, fat boy? You find a piece of candy in your pocket? <laughs> Wait, is that a reference to what we already talked about? <laughs> no, it's a reference to you fumbling over your lines in the beginning. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. And a well, quote, oh. and a quote from Major Payne. Okay, well, that's not the movie of the week. And <laughs> it should be. It sh- well, it, for you, likely. For me, I don't know, man. This is a good I'm one. I'm about two seconds from being on your ass like white on rice and a, and a paper plate and a glass of milk in a snowstorm. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Oh, you almost missed it there. It's you called karma. It there. It's called karma. <laughs> beep, 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 bleep. Okay, look at man. Honestly, take the reins. I want you to start the news. I'm so excited to hear about this. All right. Well, I actually added news to the doc this week, so that's a good thing. Good start. Uh, Velveteen Dreams had a little more uh, run-ins with the law, uh, apparently trying to assault somebody. But the best part of this all is the video and the audio that came out of it. And Velveteen Dream uh, apparently takes our Constitution and our... Uh, you know, civil system very seriously. Especially the Miranda rights. Repeatedly informed the police that they did not read him his Miranda rights. And it went something like this. You didn't mean me. You didn't read me my Miranda rights, sir, sir. Why didn't you read me my Miranda rights? Oh, we got a rookie here. We got a rookie here, everybody. <laughs> you know, fucked up. It was just funny because, like, I want to know everything that happened right before it because all you get from the beginning is him sitting there on a bench, and then it just kind of goes on from there. But thank you, TMZ. And then he says, and then he says, uh, I want my lawyer. I want my lawyer. I'm going to sue. <laughs> I'm reserving comment. Go on. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, that's enough of Velveteen Dream. Uh, next, uh, we were watching, a, I saw a commercial the other day. For a new documentary called Woo! Becoming Ric Flair. It is now on the cock. So uh, go check it out. I know I'm going to. I'm off this week, so I'm sure I'll make time to sit down and watch it. Looking forward to Did it. Did you actually, if I heard they actually added a really cool special effect, though. Um, when it starts to freeze up, instead of that little spinning circle, it's, his cock. it's Flair doing the helicopter. <laughs> Dark side. Of, okay, go ahead. Flair's cock on the cock. <laughs> Too no? soon? Nothing? All right. All right. Is this thing on? <laughs> All right. We're asking All right. you, the listeners. Thanks for listening. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, Wait, and- I got to say something. Huh? Hey, you know what? Last week we kept going, ha-ha, you know, at, at Top of Wrestling. <laughs> oh, at Top of Wrestling. We're not going to out you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, just to let you know, I never got that message. Thanks a lot. Oh, really? Unnamed. Oh, I, I, well, I sent a screenshot to you. I think he was a little worried. He's like, ah, we're not on that level, he and I. I'm like, don't worry. Oh. But then, you know, once I sent it, it was the same thing. We're all like, ah, I've seen it. Yeah, still. Tatters or tatters. Randy Rose. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, in uh, today's weird wrestling news... Uh, Hacksaw Jim this. Duggan, who you know has been going through uh, some cancer issues, some health issues, uh, keeps rebounding, uh, had a break-in in his house. So, yeah, this guy just walks into his house. Jim Duggan tackles him and detained him. Uh, it was about 7 at night. It said uh, a man in his mid-20s entered through the front door. He took down the man, grabbed his forty-four. 
held them there at gunpoint. <laughs> they could hear other people in the neighborhood yelling, so they're like, fuck, hope nobody else is coming. Uh, they turned off the lights, told the intruder uh, to keep quiet. Uh, the intruder was described as hysterically frightened. Uh, if Jim Duggan just Because he sat him, over him going, ho, ho. Uh, he, dug, he, he dug into his tights instead of the tape. He got the 44. <laughs> oh, what a throwback. Thank you so much for going to there, man. 96. Beautiful. Going um, back. I got to be honest with you. It's. <laughs> Too good to be true. Well, it's amazing. I love it. Um, it, there's some great stories, you know, I, I can't remember who, I think it was like Christopher, no, Chris Masters, I think like saved like a, a woman from a break-in or a robbery or something like that. Or I, I, there was a lot of stories like this and I like, and I, I think it's tremendous when someone accidentally chooses the wrong home and Jim Duggan is not just a wrestler. He was a former football player. Why that tackle was so freaking easy. Um, but even better is He's been going through health issues, and he's still whooped your hysterically crying ass. Yep. And, you know, the but the funniest, not funniest, all right, this is a weird part. My buddy Spada, who's been listening to the show recently, the day that everything happened with Benoit, within the first eight minutes of Raw, after McMahon did the speech in the ring, and they started doing the nice montage and uh, interviews and everything. He was like, dude, do you think someone broke into his house and, you know, realized, oh, shit, wrong house, and I, I got to kill him or his family? I'm like, man, I guess it's kind of an option, you know, I me mean, because maybe. And I'm like, obviously, yeah, no. it's what I was kind of hoping for, and not in a bad way, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Um, but this right here is one of those, as soon as you go in, you go, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, he had the two-by-four and everything. Everything, the American flag planted it right in the dude's ass. In the good old U.S. of A, tough guy. Oh! <laughs> I mean, his his finisher was the tackle. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, he literally, he could have just shot the dude across the room out the window. Oh, absolutely. That's fucking great. Good stuff. Good for you, Duggan. Uh, well, not so good stuff. Hilarious stuff. Uh, there hmm. was uh, Enzo Amore, actually now known as Real One, was on Busted Open Radio and said he could brutalize MJF on the microphone. So, I have a quote here. It's kind of long, and I'm just getting over a cold, but I am going to do my damnedest to do the whole quote in his voice. Oh, I'm excited to hear this, because I have a follow-up in another voice, and you'll appreciate it. Go ahead. (laughs) Bro, wouldn't even be a question. I hope he made Burberry a lot of money, but he ain't seeing any of that money. I sold t-shirts that said Certified G on him. I made a million dollars before I was 30 years old in the business. I didn't need contract disputes, because I did that shit on a rookie contract with merchandise sales. Don't ever compare apples to oranges. Don't ever disrespect me. Five minutes? Brutalize them. You give me my five minutes on a live mocha front microphone, I'm trending number one in the world. When is the time you drew a two? When CM Punk got there is when they drew a two. If I show up on that screen, you're getting the number one trend in the world guaranteed. With or without MJF on the screen. I didn't have to be there when Cash showed up. And he trended. And I trended number five on my fucking couch. It wasn't Wardlow trending. It wasn't Cass. It was Enzo trending. Bruh, Dusty's my mentor. <laughs> <laughs> Because my next follow-up was, 
you have to write out promos. <laughs> you just can't. Exactly. You can't just speak on the mic and just talk regularly. <laughs> like, fucking gotch. Okay, to me, as soon as I heard this, that's but that was my first thought is what Gotch said. He's like, Yo, I, I got books of promos. I write down. I'm ready to go. Look at man. The truth is, not even following on Gotch. You have to. Feel in the moment, talk in the moment. Things could twist on a fly, whatever, and work with it. Let's be honest. I mean, shit. From what we know, Adam Page flipped on a fly, uh, on the fly on Dynamite saying shit to Punk. So mm-hmm. Punk had to be able to retaliate on the fly or even a week later, right? But whatever the point is, is that <laughs> to me, I think Enzo is trying to hold on to what very, 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 very little lefty as to his name. Oh yeah. And it's funny because I didn't need Simon Gotch's interview. It just validates it, which is why I like watching it. Like all the things about him and shit. And he, you know, the best. Oh yeah. I I sat at front row or in a fifth row at survivor series. And I was the one trending worldwide. Yeah. Cause everybody wanted to know who the jackass was that was interrupting a really good tag title match between the bar and the Usos. That's what the fuck we were wondering. It's not because, oh my God, it was Enzo. <laughs> Didn't get fired. Yeah. You know what I thought? You look like a bitch. You had to pay to go to that event. Mm-hmm. To do what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've just never really, okay, I liked him in NXT. I thought his shtick and gimmick was great, but when sure. he thought he was larger than life, the business, all that shit, eh. Didn't yeah. never really cared for him nope. after that. Enzo, or I'm sorry, Jesus, uh, uh, Big Cass. Now, which is, uh, what is it, Big Bill or W? Yeah, I don't know. He's fucking All right, but changing his name. Got to be honest, looks great, looks yeah. better than ever, has a really decent potential future. The problem is that what is he compared to Hobbs, Wardlow, and all the other guys that are on that roster? They're just all in the same area, which is funny because I saw that Tony Khan put out a message about Miro. He had said, because people were like, you know, people like Miro and all these other guys who are buried. He's like, you know, not everybody's favorites can always be placed at the, in the best spot. I'm like, well, I understand that. But then why do you keep picking up all these guys if you don't have a spot for them? And I get mid-card and lower-level status and stuff. But hmm. I don't know, man. Like, Wardlow, to me, fizzled out. He will Even if he won the world title tomorrow, no yeah. one will give a shit. Yep. Powerhouse Hobbs, I think, has the best shot, is the big guy right now. Keith Lee, sorry, you you put him in a tag team division, which I I like him there, but maybe, maybe for Keith Lee. I'll give Keith Lee a maybe, you know what I mean? But Miro, out the door. It's just, it's not looking good for AEW. Yeah, remind me, I'd like to bring up, uh, you know, uh, Hobbs' promo. Okay. Uh, from Dynamite. I just want to touch on that real quick. Uh, and I do have one more uh, piece of news that I want to add. It's not in the document. Um, but Same here. It is, it is, I don't know if you heard about this. AEW formally announced and trademarked SAP. Mm. SAP is usually the Spanish translation when you're watching TV shows. And it's the Spanish announced project. And it is going to be AEW's spanish commentary team it's going to be who the fuck is it already it's like angelico is in there um the small luchador fuego i think and is it excalibur i forget who the fuck it is but did you hear the 
issue with this entire. Uh, I, yeah, that's what I was getting to. Yeah, is go that, for it right now. I'm so glad you're bringing it up. This Sp- is why we work together, my man. Yeah, go. The Spanish announce team, who has been a staple on the Indies, who did a lot of the Canadian destroyers and all the Spanish fly and all the high flying moves. They've been doing this for a long, long time. AEW just trademarked a very close, you know, moniker to mirror that, and uh, uh, SATs called them out. They did. Times. I was going to say that in a uh, a tweet saying, like, dude, at least just you took all of it from us. At least give us the credit at some point. I mean, yep. like, it's, uh, you know, and it's it's funny how people steal things from each other watching because. I did see something funny just recently that Triple H was like, no, no, no. We, we, I mean, yeah, I catch some of their stuff, but, you know, I really don't watch it. Right. And then someone put together a video of CM Punk going, John Moxley is the third best guy in his group. <laughs> Fast forward to just like last week, Austin Theory goes, you're the third most successful in the Shield. And I'm like, ah, same thing, right? Austin Theory saying it to to Seth Rollins. I'm like, it's it's, people are going to steal stuff. But taking an entire gimmick that someone has worked their career on and just Mm -hmm. going, ooh, I like that. I'll take that. Now, I said that about the Sarah Logan thing, and you said, well, it is more of a Viking authenticity thing of what she's doing. It could be more right. of a coincidence. Now, do we think that this is more of a steal? I do. This is a I did some research steal. looking at it. It was a flat steal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make it right, AEW. Which really sucks because wait to the wrestler of the week. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. like, someone who works their ass off and you're. I'm like, I hope no one takes something from them. Uh, these last two are the ones that I put in here, but I'm going to throw in a third. First, congratulations to the Motor City Machine Guns. All these, year, all these years later, and they became the Impact Tag Team Champions again. I have absolutely loved them as a team since day one. I was hating. There was a point when, I think it was like 2000, man, six, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. Mick Foley was there and like trying to... It was like trying to make Alex Shelley a heel. I'm like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't. I like these guys. Keep them there. It was the Hardy Boys and the Rockers. You know, it was that, which is why I was always drawn to those tag teams. But love them as a team. And I've told you my favorite, you know, one of my best series of all times watching is the best of five with them and beer money. Hands down, some of the best wrestling and tag team wrestling. Uh but they finally win the tag team championship again together in Impact. Just long time coming, but I mean, good for them. Happy for that. Um, last week, again, as I told you, hey, where I'm at in the Airbnb, you want to have all these apps on your TV? I'll watch things. YouTube TV is 100% set up with Raw, NXT, SmackDown, everything, AEW, any wrestling I could find. I'm just finally watching it all because I haven't in a while. And damn it, Bronson Reed returns, which it's former. We used to say, you know, Jonah, former Bronson Reed. So Jonah, former Bronson Reed, now Bronson Reed back on Raw, helps the Miz defeat Dexter Loomis in the ladder match. Didn't see that coming. Nope. And I'm glad that Triple H is bringing people back. Some of them are doing good. Some of them aren't doing as good but, as we would like. Yeah, Triple H knows that, though. Yeah, you know, like we talked about, heavy on the top dollar. Um, <laughs> but my favorite 
thing is, I'm not going to read the entire tweet by MJF, but he sent out a Merry Midmas tweet. You know, to all you mid people. Mm-hmm. Not ODM and I, but you mid No, of course not. <laughs> the biggest thing I took away from it, he wrote, I wrestled seven grueling matches in 2022. To make sure I secure this championship for all of you, um, you know, make sure, try to do less or whatever it is. Whatever it was, I'm like, oh my God. For everybody, it was like, uh, he really was pissed at Tony Khan. He was asking for more money. He takes the least amount of bumps out of everybody on the roster, and that may even be more than Tony Schiavone. Like, I mean, Jesus, this is bad. It, not bad. Good, fucking smart for MJF. That's awesome. Like, seven matches for you, whatever contract you got going on, Good for you, pal. That's Absolutely. what I love about a good heel. The ones that don't have to wrestle piss you off so much on the mic. Exactly. That you're like, well, get in the ring, get in the ring. And then they get in the ring and just cheat their way out of it just enough. I am absolutely fine if this dude holds a title for three years in AEW. It could probably be the best thing that could maybe happen. Right, because whoever AEW. beats him is going to be over as fuck. But it's kind of not the same in with, AEW. Same with Roman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you see the, yeah, likely I, you probably didn't, but Raw Best of 2022. And they had some interviews, some people who were uh, videotaped, some, you know, it was mainly uh, you had Corey Graves and Enter New Lady announcer number 844. And it was them just, you know, going through the best of 2022. Some things you actually got to see part of the match, like Lesnar and Roman at SummerSlam with the tractor. Hey, reliving it unheard of and an awesome thing and i'm like you know like next week we're doing our top of wrestling awards i'm not saying that should enter the match of the year candidate but that is a very awesome holy shit moment it is a holy that shit was moment. so that's cool. for sure that's for sure and besides that you know they had some very lackluster interviews they're like cody rose tonight cody rose everybody cody rose is gonna be on raw tonight cody rose live and he's like they're like what does the future hold he goes you know same as uh it, it was before you know same as it ever was same as it ever was. <laughs> Let the days go by. <laughs> it was very, he didn't really, he was very vague. Yeah. He yeah. was vague. Uh, uh, he, he's he was teased. not very. Did he show up on yeah. Raw last night? It was a, oh, yes, a video live. Right. Our Zoom promo. Well, they're getting him back in the fold, so he's got to be close. I'm going to think surprise entrant at Rumble. Rumble I think that's why here. he's being vague. And he even goes, and I know I'm being very vague here. And I'm all like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he is going to show up at the Rumble, they shouldn't have done the video package. He should have just showed up. Now, that being said, I'm watching the best of 2022, and I'm like, you know, another great candidate for your match of the year is Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Yeah. And and I'm not talking WrestleMania. I'm talking Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. After seeing the bits and pieces, they started to show some of the match. Some matches they were showing just like a highlight with a music package, or some they were showing five, ten minutes here, five, ten minutes there of the match. You know? As soon as I started watching a couple minutes ago, nope, I got to watch it all the way in. I got to watch it. So last night I completely watched all of... Cody, Seth Rollins, and Hell in a Cell again. I have never torn a pectoral muscle. I'm not sure if there's something you can do that, <laughs> like, you can numb it for the rest of the night. But Rollins was taking straight shots with the kendo stick to Cody's chest 
Um, he was taking, when he did a cutter, hitting up against the cage, everything I was doing, I was like, <laughs> yo, if I have a cut on my finger and I go to play a gig, I'm already <laughs> dreading the shit. I'm like, and this dude, half his body was black and blue. Yeah. Give him a lot of credit for that match. <laughs> and I know we, we kind of talked about it before, but dear God, great match. I ended up rewatching it. And do you know what I don't remember? I didn't remember was halfway through the match, it turns into a, a Texas bull rope match. They both put on the bull rope with the, the cowbell in the middle of it and just start beating the shit out of each other. And then they put it away again. I was like, you know, that's cool. Cause sometimes we get to see the ladder in a cage match. Okay. Done millions of times. Right. Bringing that out and everybody. Okay. All right, I'll agree to put this thing on. Nice. I liked it. Um, let's talk about last week's AEW and WWE moments. Not a whole lot or this week. Um, one thing I got to talk about. Eddie Kingston and Ortiz, his uh, me a monkey. I love how, me a monkey over here. Uh, him and Ortiz call out the House of Black, and on a video package, House of Black basically makes them think that one of them is going to turn on each other. I can't help but think they said that Santina, uh, Santana, Santana, and Ortiz have been having some issues. Right, he's yeah, been out been a good well. eight, nine months, maybe. maybe I, I can't remember how. Well, it was blood and guts that he went out. Yeah, but there was there was reports of issues before that. Oh, oh, you mean they're fighting? I'm t- I was yeah. talking about the injury. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, a hundred percent. What if? All right, Santana, if we keep you on board here, we even do a feud. You guys fight it out, kind of the Edge Matt Hardy thing. Not necessarily that. I'm saying like just do some work in the ring, get shit out of it, and we'll move on. Everybody works here. Everybody's happy. To me, I don't want. Santana to go over to WWE because I think he will flounder. Yep. I like him. I like his attitude. If he, I would lose my effing mind if someone like him won that AEW World Championship, someone that we've seen since the beginning in Dynamite. So I think that's what they're hinting towards. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. That's just my own personal guess. That's why I threw that in the news. Um, Awesome throwback. Grayson Waller. And I haven't gotten a whole lot of, you know, shine onto a lot of these guys until recently watching Deadline. And then I started watching NXT. And Grayson Waller is the one who won the Deadline Iron Survivor match. And this past week, Braun Breaker comes to give him a spear. And Grayson Waller is wearing the same kind of protector shield that Bret Hart did to Goldberg. And everybody's like, oh, they're stealing gimmicks. Uh, I'm like, oh, that's like a 20-year-old bit or 23, 24-year-old bit to me. Hasn't been done since. Thank you so much. I wasn't expecting it. I thought it was so cool. As soon as he did it, I was like, yeah, man, good little <laughs> nod to Bret. I love that moment because everybody was like, how is Bret standing right now? And why is Brett, or why is Goldberg sleeping? <laughs> I love that whole moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I know darts, you Wednesday, got it. Dynamite best sign walking into the ring while Keith Lee's walking in. There's no basement in the Alamo. The Alamo in the basement. Basement. (laughs) There's no, there's no basement in the Alamo. Silly. (laughs) 
What like whoever did that sign? Good for you. There are some people that get up there and they do like Mario Kart is better than Sonic the Hedgehog, or like they do random signs, and right. I'm like, good for you. Those are my favorite signs at every one of these events recently, and. That one right there, I immediately just started laughing. I was like, that's a great sign. There's no basement in the Alamo. (laughs) Random, but yeah, I appreciate the reference. Now, if tonight, Wednesday night, if someone please has Tell Them Large Marge sent you, that would be a phenomenal, (laughs) phenomenal follow-up. I'm a loner. A rebel. (laughs) Dottie. Oh my god, I love that. Oh, such a, in an extra foot long. And it has that huge like <laughs> knife or shiv in there. Nice try, Pee Wee. Yeah. That's... I love when he lets him drive for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, before I lose my mind. Yeah. Let's... Um I'm gonna give you a little bit of credit here. Uh you were absolutely right. I was like, yo! Excellent way to give Action and Dreddy a little bit of rub a start, man. That's a great way to get the jobber going. You said it's just going to be another thing that falls right in the line to a Jericho setup and gets a fireball of a face. And I go, oh, okay. Yep. No surprise. Well, and here's the thing. It could have. It's kind of like when Barry Horowitz finally got the win over Skip in 95. He right? It's like a jobber. It's big of a jobber. If Action and Andretti was there for like a solid year losing and then gets the win, cool. And then I'm fine with the fireball, all this shit. But to make him come out of nowhere, win, and then go right into this. That's what I'm saying, Now I'm man. skeptical again. That's what I'm saying. Yep. You know what? You know what I like is when a wrestling company says, I'm going to do something right now. And it has absolutely nothing to do with this week, last week, or next week. How about we have a trio's $300,000 holiday battle royal? And we're going to let three people win it who very seldomly, maybe, I hope they actually get this money. I'm not going to lie. A.R. Fox and the Martins, uh, Dante and Darius win the Trios Holiday Battle Royale and Rampage. I'm hoping that they all actually got the $100,000 a piece because they're great. They're athletic. They're awesome. I, I actually love watching A.R. Fox. I've saw him, you know, like I said, face-to-face, watch, jumping off of a basketball hoop. But, yeah. <clears throat> they're not properly pushed on TV. Right now, we're getting seven straight effing matches of Death Triangle and the Elite when these guys could probably put on a better match with the Death Triangle than the Elite does. I'll bring it up at the table. Oh, look at you. Um, I thought it was funny that on Thanksgiving, Dominic Mysterio showed up at Rey Mysterio's house got in his face, fucked him up, and left with his mommy, Rhea Ripley. (laughs) It burns, mommy. It burns. (laughs) (laughs) So on Christmas, they try to go two for two. They show up at the house, and this time, Ray gets, he's like, you want to go outside? Let's go outside. Let's go outside and fight. Let's do this. I don't know Ray's wife's name. I'm going to forget it right here on the spot, but it's fine. She hard bitch slaps Rhea Ripley in the face, which you know Rhea was like, hit me. I'm fine. I'll be good. 
it was a great moment. It looked like I was watching an episode of Cops. It actually looked really awesome. It pretty awesome. much was because Dominic gets put in the car and, and Rio's like, don't take him away. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. <laughs> I was like, why am I smiling at this right now? It's like, good for you, WWE. Excellent job. I was a, a just big fan. So look at a week from today is Wrestle Kingdom 17. So... You know, when we're putting out our show, we're not going to know anything that had already happened. So this will be the last time I pretty much run through what the card will be for you for Wrestle Kingdom. But you know what, ODM? I want you to read the two lower matches for me. Because to be honest with you, I think just the way it rolls off your tongue and the way you can read it is amazing. (laughs) Well, you get Kaiji Muto's last NJPW match. It's going to be Muto along with Hiroshi Tanahashi and Shoto Umino versus Tetsuyo Naito. Sonata and Bushi. So there's your LIJ right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have uh, the Antonio Inoki Memorial match, as this Wrestle Kingdom is basically dedicated towards Inoki, passed earlier this year. It's going to be Yuji Nagata, Togi Makabe, and Satoshi Kojima versus Tatsumi Fujinami, Minoru Suzuki, and Tiger Mask. Let's you mispronounced Tiger Mask there. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tiger Mask. <laughs> Tiger Maask. No, my, it my was, Moscow. dude, honestly, again, like I said to you before, I never, I mean, I, I like watching as much of Wrestle Kingdom as I can, but, you know, each, as much wrestling as on each week and then plus mm-hmm. a pay-per-view, it gets to be a lot. When one's four plus hours, it's a lot. So the six bands, I'm like, eh, I could probably hit skip, skip, skip. I'm really looking forward to the Inoki Memorial match and seeing Mudo's last New Japan match. I think it's going to be a lot of great stuff. The junior tag titles will be on the line as TJP and Francesco Akira defend against the uh, Super Tag League Juniors winner, which is Leo Rush and Yo. And then also the tag titles, which will be the IWGP heavyweight tag titles, that is. FTR defending against Hiroki Godu and Yoshihashi, who won the heavyweight division of that Super Tag League. The Never Openweight Championship, as I've predicted, I'm hoping Tamatanga comes out with the win over defending champion Carl Anderson. The TV title finals will be Zack Sabre Jr. against Ren Narita. I think we're both in agreement. It's probably going to be Zack Sabre. Yeah, I like Ren Narita, really, really do, but it's got to be someone who can wrestle on a TV, TV basis, right, mm-hmm. week to week. And Junior's your guy. Uh, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship is Tajiri Ishimori taking on Master Wato versus Hiromu Takahashi versus El Desperado. I don't know, and I don't care, to be honest with you. I like, I like them all, to be honest with you. Um, I kind of feel like it's going to go away with Hiromu Takahashi. He's been a pretty big leader of the division. Big fan of him. He's had some great matches against Will Ospreay. It would make so I, sense. I kind of want him to have it. It would make sense. I'm kind of thinking Eldo Sparato might be your dark horse. Could be. Um, the women's championship is Kari, former Kari Sane, taking on Tom Nakano. I don't know. What is Sasha just going to show up and go... Her little dance move, ah, yeah, I'm the boss, the out, yeah, and then move on. <laughs> pretty much, I. You know what I really want to see? I want to see her just berate the fans and go full fucking heel. Because you know how the crowds are in Japanese wrestling; they're they're very respectful, and it's probably gonna be a lot of gasping and a lot of cheering, and they're gonna be all excited, and then she's just gonna cut them down. 
The fact that she is still on WWE's website bothers me. That kid is still on the escalator. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how many times a year? (laughs) You know what? Excellent. Um, Let's talk about some of the, the big matches of the night, the two biggest matches, which will be the U.S. title, Kenny Omega taking on Will Ospreay. Uh, I don't think that Osprey is dropping the title to Kenny Omega. If, if that happens, kudos to AEW, Tony Khan, and New Japan, everybody getting together and working together, because it seems like if Omega wins your U.S. title again, that's a good thing moving forward with a, not your forbidden door, I'm done with the words, uh, but a new relationship moving forward, hoping. But at the same point, you got Sasha Banks on your show. <laughs> Allegedly. World Championship. Jay White, who is, I believe, four and one over Kazuchika Okada in lifetime matches, singles. He'll be defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. <sighs> Love Okada. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any more sound wrestler out there. It's a shame how many people are like, oh, well, like, like Road Dog. AJ Styles is way better than Bret Hart. Get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, but do, does anybody even look at Okada? Really? I mean, he, no. nobody is really better than him. That being said, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing Jay White go over just at Wrestle Kingdom. He, I don't think he's got his number at Wrestle Kingdom, and I feel like this would be a big thing. Right, kind of like Sean versus Taker in the beginning. I mean, really, Sean kind of owned Taker in the beginning when it came to title matches. So why not kind of do the same thing with Jay White, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm an Okada it. mark, but he's held the title so long, it couldn't hurt to put it on White. I guess my base question is, who's next? I feel like it's getting kind of stale between White and Okada. Osprey felt like it was five minutes of fame, you know? The only thing I think it will get is the next night, which is usually your New Year's Dash. Right generally will get your new contender. Maybe the end of whatever eight-man tag ends New Year's Dash, someone will come out and take out the winner, either Jay White or Okada. Right. Uh, so that's why I wanted to stay with Jay White. I've seen Okada, and I, and I know he's your benchmark. He's your uh, the, the person that you want people to beat. And, but I'm not saying he's fading into Hiroshi Tanahashi level. Right. But I just don't know if he's going to win this title. I don't know. I'm actually really interested to see this one. It's actually the first time I don't know who's going to win the world championship at Wrestle Kingdom in the in the main event in several years. It's good to have that excitement. It makes it worth watching. Right? Well, <clears throat> you've teased a little bit. I've teased a dabble. Let's get some tables. Just bring it, bitch! You know, we've mentioned Simon Gotch, his interview. And I'm going to give you a little bit of Enzo's kind of retort, which is really funny. He don't even deserve me saying his name. He's the punchline. All right? I'll give you the whole, the whole story, okay? It's if you want to find the hidden track. Subtle. I like it. Is that it? Well, I mean, I don't know. Do I need to dabble a little nope. more? Do you think there's more dabbling to be done? I don't know. I think the dabbling's been done. It's on the table. It's been wiped up. It's been thrown in the trash. 
<laughs> There's a news piece paper already there. It's already talking about something that's next on the table. What is it? Exactly. Somebody should have swallowed. Anyway, uh... Yeah, so there's been a lot of news lately about AEW and uh, Triple H's reclamation project, basically. And uh, there was an interview with Dax, and he said something about, I think he said something like, I'd love to uh, wrestle Cody Rhodes, and hopefully that happens soon. So now everybody's like, oh my god, are FTR going to WWE? They're trolls on Twitter. You know, top guys out. They've, you know, people see that and be like, oh my god, they're retiring. They've done that like multiple times. And they've kind of alluded to, to retiring, but I mean, this is just part of it. What's the last straw for AEW? Like, what's going to be the thing to be like? All right, I'm fucking done with this. Because if FTR leaves, it wouldn't be surprising. You might, they might as well, because they're never fucking on TV. And if it is, it's for something stupid. Lana just did an interview. She was talking about Rusev Day and its popularity, because that's apparently been a hot topic lately. Um, and she said, "Oh, it will, it, it will be Rusev Day in WWE again." So now they're teasing that Miro is going to go back to WWE because he doesn't want to lose. He doesn't like his booking, so they're just sitting him on the sidelines. Powerhouse Hobbs just had a fucking phenomenal promo on Dynamite. Where was that a year ago? Why are right. we just getting it now, and do we have any plans for him? Wardlow, you put the title on him. He was over as fuck. He disappeared. You put him in a tag team just so he could have a fuse and lose the title Samoa Joe. You know, I love Samoa Joe, but there he fucking goes. Like you said, you're getting the same fucking six-man tag that we've gotten for four years on the indies and before AEW was a thing and in AEW and in AAA. So what's the last straw? Where do we go? All right, enough of this fucking promotion. You know, it's funny because I'll still never forget during the pandemic we were recording. I'm sorry, what? They showed up in a truck? Okay. FTR. Uh, all right. Uh, and it just seemed like it was a weird beginning there. And it took them like six months before they ever got the titles. They held it for like two months, dropped it again. Yep. And have done really very little now to, with AEW. Now, with WWE, or, I'm sorry, no, no, no. Uh, with Ring of Honor, uh, the Indies, the uh, New Japan great year but the company that technically employs you full-time weird year very weird year for or that two years let's say for ftr they had but another three. follow-up to what you were bringing up is miro for me best way i mean this the best way to erase everything from let's just say wrestlemania 32 to now, everybody will forget everything of Miro, the United Nations or group, whatever that was together. Uh, you'll forget everything. But fucking just buy him out of his contract. I don't care. Pay the penalty, whatever it is for him to do the 90 days. I don't give a fuck. You have him come in, win the Rumble. We forget everything. If he goes on and be in... He comes back as Rusev, the unbeatable monster. If he defeated Roman Reigns, you cannot tell me that is not the ultimate. Oh, shit. Okay, we all came full circle and we're all really goddamn happy it, again. It would. That would be a, a fucking shocker for sure. That would definitely It's the longest stretch possible. But I'm saying that, like, if you want any salvation for Rusev or Miro, you need him to go back to the guy that came out 
to Drago's freaking anthem. You know, the, the Russian national anthem at WrestleMania 31. I was like, he's beating Cena tonight. God damn it, he lost. And he was undefeated at that point. I thought it was awesome. I mean, it, they portrayed him. I mean, she was the uh, Drago's wife. Drago's wife, you know what yeah, I mean? 100%. Bridget Nielsen, or... or, or is it, what is her name? Bridget Nielsen? I yeah, I think I think you got it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, To me, I'm like, they had it right there in the palm of their hands, and they just let all that shit go. And then Tony picked him up. He's like, we're going to make you the best man with Kip Sabian, but don't worry, it's going to go somewhere. The most high-profile thing that Miro has done at all was fighting Daniel Bryan at full gear last year in the finals of the world title eliminator. That's it. Yep, and here's the thing. After the best man thing, they made him the redeemer, and they, he was squashing people, and he had the TNT title for a little bit, and it seemed like things were going up. And then he lost it in Rochester, and he kind of disappeared after that. It's it's a, it's a fucking mystery. I don't get AEW's booking. Who did he lose it to? Was it Sammy? Darby. Oh, no, it was Sammy. Darby. Sammy, and it was, it, was uh, Sammy. It, was the, it was the first show of the crowd being there since... Brody. Brody's passing and yeah. the pandemic and everything. Yeah. And I think they wanted to make a huge night of it with the TNT title. But the thing is, is where, where were you going with Miro right after? Mm-hmm. And you did nothing. Even all the way to night. You're right, man. That was the last thing he ever really did was in Rochester. Pulled the I'd job really, there. And that was probably the best thing. Yeah. I'd really like to look at AEW's roster and just pick it apart and be like, release this person, this person's mid card, this person's top tier and just rebook it for them. And just send it to Tony. Maybe Carl I'm not so like, upset yeah. about. Maybe I'm not so upset about what Omega said. I wouldn't have hired eighty percent of you, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, if that's no, it's not that. not to be a dick, but I'm like I'm pissed because you're really wasting some of our favorite talent. And I, when you come over there, like yes, something big's gonna happen. Now I'm like, please don't go there. Please don't go there. Please don't go there. Uh-huh. Mandy Rose is making five hundred thousand dollars a week doing Brand Army. You don't need to go to AEW, anybody. Hundred <laughs> percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at top of wrestling all right hey man we have a little bit of a twist this week when it comes to our wrestler of the week you know we've talked about owen hart we've talked about crush we've talked about a lot of different wrestlers some of our favorites some from the new some from old school and if you may remember back in our let's say our first or second season uh early pandemic we had intriguing wrestling interviews or intriguing indie wrestlers and right. we met with dark chic of hood slam and best of the west as well as eric Eminon from the uh, rochester new york scene this week i had the privilege to sit down and talk with now former best of the west heavyweight champion we've talked about him a couple of times on this show josh dutson talked about him when we talked about that huge funny bone and johnny butabi rivalry and that's who we're talking about the latter of the two johnny butabi you may know him as johnny plinko johnny butabi this honestly no doubt and i've done a lot of fun interviews on this show in the last five seasons the most seasoned interviewer or interviewee that we have had. He is absolutely a pleasure to listen to. His conversation, his stories, plus his take on wrestling today and even his Raw vs. Nitro take back in the day. So very up to date with the top of wrestling stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy this week's 
professor's wrestler of the week, Johnny Butabi. You know, a lot of people think history is just facts. It's just information about the past. I know a lot of people like to believe that. I wish I could, but I was there. I wasn't here in a classroom, hoping I was right, thinking about it. Well, pussies like you! We're back here partying, putting headbands on, doing drugs, listening to the goddamn Beatle albums! Oh, oh. <laughs> hey, hey, Professor, take it easy, will you? Okay, so I'm extremely excited to be talking with Johnny Butabi from California. As everybody knows through my chronicling with my traveling full-time, I had the opportunity to meet a lot of great wrestlers in California. And Johnny is someone that I actually just found out right before we started recording. I did get to see at the first show that I went to where we interviewed uh, Best of the West, Mike Rain and Josh Dutson for the Virgil Flynn Memorial Show. Uh, but I did get to see him the following, I think, month later at CWA. This guy has a great story, a great career from everything that I've read so far. But even the things that myself and ODM have followed over the last couple of years, uh, especially a storyline that left me so pissed off that the pandemic cut off that I left town and didn't get to finish. So today we are talking with, you may know him as Johnny Plinko or... Johnny Butabi, former Best of the West champion, a three-time intergalactic tag team champion, Hood Slam Golden Gig champion. The first ace, one. The first one. I like first it. First ever. First ever. <laughs> ace unified tag team champion and part of the tag team of the Code Warriors, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, excellent playoff that name, fine upstanding citizens, and another excellent off a name which is the tag team of the first time i saw you with anthony rivera not uh, the knights of the roxbury ladies and gentlemen Bobby. i forgot about the fine upstanding citizens that was just me and the dirty rotten scoundrels we were just being kissed ass baby faces be more heels we did that one time oh my I god i love it that. it's in oh. from everything i've seen through your social media for the last couple of years you and i see very very eye to eye on a lot of movies and everything so as soon as I thought Dirty Rotten Scoundrels I'm like this is awesome well, <laughs> like, it's just a great name that. there's a reason there's a reason why we went with that name my tag team partner's name is Steve my real last name is Martin we had okay. to go with Steve Martin we went with Dirty Rotten Scoundrels we almost went with Mix and Us that would not have went over well fantastic we well actually on the show we're huge fans of uh My Blue Heaven with Steve Martin oh, that's a, yeah. a classic for us <laughs> So I kind of want to dive in learning, you know, as much as we can about you, because I think you have probably one of the more interesting stories of most wrestlers that I see on a day-to-day -day basis, because you're consistently busy doing, you know, gigs. You're working on the weekends, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and you are also an educator of the minds, I'm seeing, which is well, just more, fantastic. More the bodies, I am a physical uh, education instructor for... Kids as young as nice. four years old, and you want to see Man. some comedy, teach a four-year-old how to dribble a basketball. We'll see some movies <gasps> you've never seen before. But uh, yeah, no, I all the way, all the way from the little TKers at Spaces Preschool up to eighth grade. Uh, and I've actually been offered gigs uh, for Varsity High School recently. I just can't take them. I got so much on my plate already. It's just not possible, you know, without just not sleeping. Have you had any uh, students eventually see you at shows wrestling or anything? 
yeah, I've, there's been uh, a number of my students that see me at a show have no clue I'm a pro wrestler. And I'm talking like not even near uh, Atwater, Merced, Merced County, where I live here in the middle of the valley. I've seen my students show up at like Sacramento randomly because their mom and dad like wrestling and heard about a show, Fresno. I had a student go to Vegas to watch me wrestle. <laughs> so it's That's always awesome. kind of interesting. And, the, and then the kid will come back to school and tell the story and no one believes him. And they're telling me <laughs> the complete truth. I had a kid, actually he did this the last show too. We're doing the match and it's, it's no holds barred. And uh, it, so it's no it was false count anywhere, no holds barred. I grab my opponent, I'm wrestling Sean Sims. And I tell this kid, he's a first grader. I'm like, yeah, give him a chop. And he does it. And I end up winning the match later. And then he's at school the next day. I hope, I hope coach win the match. I hope coach win the match. And no one believed him. I'm like, no, he really did. I'm like, no, you guys are lying. Oh, no. That kid so, lived my know. dream when I was his age. <laughs> that's that's yeah, amazing. He, he goes around the school with my posters and stuff. No, coach is really invested. Yeah, right. That's his brother. Okay. You don't even have the same last name. <laughs> That's awesome. So how how many years have you been, we'll say, in professional wrestling or, you know, it just getting started, whatever? Uh, this is a – I was actually thinking about this today because I knew this was going to come up because in my mind I've been doing this five or six years. I've been doing this for 17 plus. I oh, started training in 2005. Um, and then I started formally training every day. I was actually trained by a guy that I see every day at the bar now. Well, not every day, six days a week. But um, he he used to be a wrestler. He's actually a current city uh, sitting city councilman. He just got reelected. Um, he um, trained me in a backyard, in a ring though, obviously. But it was a professional ring. He trained me a couple of days in a backyard in a, in a town that's about 30 miles from where I live here in Atwater. So he started me up, but then he had his own. Obviously, he was a he was a police officer at the time as well as a pro wrestler, and uh, you know wanted to be a politician. So he had a lot on his plate too, and then he broke his neck. On top of all that, so he wasn't able to complete my training. But when I went, I started training in, uh, in Sacramento. In the, I remember it was the day after uh, WrestleMania 22. It was the day after. Um, I started my training there and I actually went to train for three months and I was ring ready, which I was, and I missed like half the first month. Cause I think I went one day and I think everyone thought I quit, but they didn't know <laughs> that I had tickets to the price is right. Like the next weekend. So I wasn't going to be in town. It's there's Johnny Blinko's origin story right there. So that's, that's kind of how it all started. Did, I was just going to say, did Plinko get to play Plinko? No, I didn't even get on stage actually, but I did. Uh, I did make Richfield a great character because we were we were uh, right next to like the, uh, the announcers booth. We were tucked away in a little corner. Um, couldn't even tell you what I said. I said something really stupid, <laughs> but uh, and it, it made air. <laughs> you could just hear him breaking character. But no, I didn't. I didn't get on stage. But it was when Bob Barker was still around, so we got to see Bob Barker, and that was pretty badass. What's uh? What's the earliest memory that made you say, "Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm doing this one day. I'm I want to wrestle." You know, well, the thing was, like with me, it was like, okay, how do I make it so I can wrestle? I could I could play six months for the San Francisco Giants, seven so we'd make the postseason, and then still <laughs> somehow do the Royal Rumble. Because even and then hope WrestleMania is on a March that year. That was my game plan. But I was probably like 
nine, 10 years old, you know, and I was thinking about, I think I really want to do this. And then when I ended up getting injured in woodshop class when I was in high school, I knew that, okay, this is the path I'm taking, period. Because I knew I had to, with baseball, I was, I was already, I was in middle school, but I was already like getting looked at to be on varsity as a freshman. Um, so I knew I, there was a potential baseball career was definitely there. Uh, but as soon as I got hurt, I was like, well, I'm never going to be as good as I was. So I might as well start this other thing from square one where I don't even know how good I am anyways. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of where I just kind of said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, because I got hurt as a freshman in high school. And um, my freshman class, we, the, the group I was with then, when we all became seniors, there was only one senior on our varsity team. And it was the one guy that shouldn't have been there, me. So we had zero four-year players. So I wanted to like be like, okay, like how am I the only one still standing? I'm the, the, the one guy that shouldn't have been here. So I wanted to complete that. Once I completed that, it's like, all right, I didn't even, when I, I went to uh, CSU Stanislaus after high school, didn't even bother trying out. Didn't. Didn't, I had offers, I think it was like North Dakota, some, like, it wasn't like big, again, I wasn't as good as I was, but I had some offers come around the country to lower level schools, like D4 or whatever, D1003, but I was getting some offers out there, but I was like, no, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to try this other thing out now. So, and I got to be honest, that's the one thing is that I think I met you, watched you wrestle twice, face to face. And then I left California maybe halfway through the pandemic, like about the beginning of 2021. Yeah. And I'm watching a video and I was like, well, wait, now when did that happen? Hang on. I don't remember <laughs> that. And I saw your hand. I was like, that's, and, but it's fucking awesome, dude. It's astonishing <laughs> because I like, but like, and the thing is I, I have two ways of asking this first uh, has I, I can only assume it probably motivated you, right? More than anything, being like, I'm going to be the guy that fucking does this. You can't tell yeah, me. Oh, I yeah. Well, well, the story always has one way. You know, that's I, that's when that came from. That's when that, and the story ended one way. And so I know we're doing a little audio here. Let's tell people what it is. I lost four fingers on my right hand, my throwing hand. That is the injury we're talking about here. So I have six fingers, you know, so I'm, I'm like, I can't do a test of strength. I physically can't do it in the ring. So I just make a joke about it that I can't do it. So I was going to say, have you ever used it in the ring as any form of character, storyline, anything like that oh, yeah. at all? Or Awesome. Oh, especially when I wrestle hip-hop area because he don't got a leg. And we're the only two that can make fun of each other. Like, <laughs> like if, if anyone else does that, it's going to be like, oh, boo, get out of here. Even if you're the right. But if me and him, we did a match. We called it the elephant in the room match. So I would say, Harry, you know, you better walk away because he can't walk. He has to hop. I said, you better walk away because you ain't got two legs to stand on when you get in the ring with me. And he says, he said something like, hey, Johnny, I need to point this out. I was like, oh, man. I, but I got to hand it to you, Johnny. And I'm like, you Oh. And we were, we were doing all that with each other. And all this fun, we wrestled each other like two or three times. Every time we do it, it's like the finish has to do with something only we could do. Like, I beat him. I gave him a, a belly-to-back suplex near the rope. He went to put his foot on the rope, but it was his other foot that he don't got no more. He couldn't put his foot oh, on the rope, so one, two, three, ball game. Second time we wrestled. <laughs> second time we wrestled, he's got me locked. He's got me locked in a, like the rings of Saturn or something. Like, no, it could have been the rings of Saturn. I had an arm free. 
got me in his hold. I think it might have been the label lock, whatever it was. But I had a hand free, cross face, and something like that. I keep reaching for the rope, reaching for the rope. I'm, I'm a fingertip away, and I just can't get there. And I just tap out. Oh, wow. So it was like, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do that shit when it's me versus him. But like, no, like no one else is allowed to say shit. So either of us. is this in? Would this be in uh, Hood Slam, or is this in another promotion that you guys do this one? We did. Uh, we wrestled. Actually, the first one was at uh, Anthony Rivera's little promotion. He ran a promotion for about oh. six months in Sacramento, which is basically it was, it was very similar to Hood Slam. So you might as well. It, we was like to me it was Hood Slam Sack, and it actually later on became Hood Slam Sack in the same building. But yeah, so it was still okay. Over show, but uh, I don't actually. I, 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 and me and Harry got some dumb ideas. We want to be a, a Star Wars gimmick and Solo and Camp Waka. So <laughs> we got a lot of dumb ideas. Like, I, got, I got a lot up here that I haven't used and it's going to draw so, tens of dollars. That right there couldn't have been a better segue. You know, and it's funny because I did ask about Hood Slam. But so I, the one unfortunate thing for me is that I Hood Slam's next upcoming show hap was going to happen, and then the pandemic hit, and everything was canceled. Yeah, that was the first show to get canceled. Actually, that was and the first show we all had. The first date that everyone had to cancel. I think it was the sixteenth or something. But that, so I was so pissed because Josh, Josh Dutton, he talked it up, and he's like, "Me and you, we're gonna go down for the night." He goes, "You are clearing your fucking calendar." It's yeah. gonna be a weekend, and I'm like, I'm in, man, I'm in. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so I've I've gone back watching a lot of the shows that are on YouTube, and they, you know, full blown three hour shows. Oh yeah. The gimmick, and I'm not talking gimmick matches, like as in like a uh, table match. I'm saying like it's, and this is just me throwing something out random, like uh, the Power Rangers versus Super Mario Brothers, and I'm like, it is fantastic, and it oh, is. Yeah just me embellishing or saying something random but the fun in the wrestling and art at the same time i i commend you guys because that crowd the work that you guys do in hood slam i i'm like i need this to go national for everybody to see because i don't think yeah. ev everybody understands the gem that is happening in oakland i don't know if we do still i mean honestly because i've been there since the very first show and there's only four of us that are still there from show one to show 297 or whatever we're on right now. And, Who's the uh, original four? That would be obviously. Yep. Uh, the Mikes, Hayashi, and Rain, and myself are the only four that are still there. But you might see like uh, Jesus Cruz or Otis the Gift show up and like a guest appearance. But we're the only four characters that have been there consistently. Like, it, And are you like, Johnny Plinko there? So how that all started, we, I had an idea when I was in middle <laughs> school for a tag team called the Knights of the Roxbury because me and my buddy, we dressed up as the Roxbury guys who went to the Halloween dance. And I thought then, I'm like, that'd be a cool name for a tag team. And so what happens is uh, um, Rib is, is finishing his training. And um, so I, I kind of kicked this idea at Sheik, but I had this idea a long time ago. We're, we're feeling pretty good. We're at another show. And I, I tell her about that. And then um, get a phone call a few weeks later, whatever it was, like, hey, do you want to do this show called Hood Slam? It's the day after Devil Mountain. You're already in the area. It's a 20-minute drive. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll do it. Well, you're doing the Roxbury thing with Riv. Okay, well, I guess I'm Johnny Butabi then, because that's their names. 
<laughs> I thought I thought Johnny Butabi was gonna be a one show deal. <laughs> I really? ended up going Johnny Plinko away for it. And the reason why they called me Johnny Drinko is because the fans there knew me as Johnny Plinko from the show before because I was the Devil Mountain Heavyweight Champion. And then I'm just being a drunken maniac at this other show. It's like, what the fucking fuck is this guy doing? I this show is pretty legendary. I had fifth of whiskey. And I killed it before the show and went out there and wrestled. And now it's just like, what the, what? And I'm like, fuck it. That went over. I'm going to do it again next show and the next show and the next show and the next show. But the idea was that the, the, the Butabis, because Riv would go as Anthony Butabi, and he still does when, when we team. Um, the idea is we were these party guys. Of course, the first we're just doing the Roxbury thing. It's like, okay, let's evolve these characters. And we're just kind of like talking about it. And we're like, a lot of this, like, we're like yin and yang. Let's like go with it. Like, like he, he he's an ass man. I'm a titty man. We're like, okay, that's that's for real. He's like, okay, well, you got long ass hair and I'm bald. Yeah, okay. You don't really drink, do you? He's like, no, well, I hate smoking. I just like to drink. So we kept going all it's like we found out. Well, I like I grew up on Sega, you grew up on Nintendo. Like all these things, like, dude, we're the same character, but yin and yang. Let's just roll with that. Let's roll with. Because by the time we've done more Butabi material than the Butabis have at this point, the, 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 the right. ones from the movie, we've literally done like 10 times more material than they have. So we had a ball. We're like, it's a 90 minute movie. This is like the 49th show. What are we going to do? You know, we got to change these characters. It's got to be. And then we kind of were like, okay, let's be who those guys think they are now. And so we're, we became womanizers. Like we were, we were the guys uh, who were actually scorned with the chicks because hate to bring it to you at Hoodslam. We were actually scoring with the chicks after the show. Yeah. So it was like, so we, we started so, going with that too. It was a lot, a lot of it was real. The only thing that was different was our last names. As far as like us individually. Two fun things for that. So for listeners, um, we've talked about it before, you know, we'll point blank say it, you know, between New York to California. Um, it is just, I, I mean, I, if for me, love smoking. We call it chicken nuggets on the show. We like to say, oh, you had chicken nuggets, right? Uh, you, How I Met Your Mother, you ever watched that? I've seen clips, but I never really watched it. I never really Every time it. they were eating a sub, quote unquote, was a, a big fatty, right? Okay. So for so we call it that on the show, and it's funny because in New York, I mean, it just became legal within the last couple of years, but yeah, here out here, well, I mean... Not that it mattered. But it just right. became legal here. Yeah, exactly my point. And it was funny, though, because when I watched the show, I'm like, man, I would have had to have, like, a five-hour energy drink and a Mountain Dew before even entering the place because it's just solid clouds of smoke the whole oh, time. Yeah. I'm like, you're done within the first 30 minutes. I feel like it's like it just a, a constant hot box. <laughs> no, I remember one show, and I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you what year it was. But I remember the building was hot box, and we hadn't even opened the doors. For the fans, the locker room and crew hotboxed the entire building. And it wasn't the Victory Warehouse, the small Victory Warehouse. This was the Oakland Metro. We were cramming like, like we had about 1,200 capacity in that building. We hotboxed that building before we opened the doors for the fans to come in. So I remember I'm in the back and I walk out of the locker room. We had a curtain. We had a side entrance so you could just go out. So basically, it was so you could go to the bar instead of going to the ring. I walk out there. I open the curtain. I'm like, cloud. Like, what time is it? Well, doors open in 48 minutes. How? <laughs> <laughs> I 
yeah. everyone's prepping. Oh, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> prepping for the show. Um, now, but the second part of what I was going to say is, you know, you're saying you're yin and yang, and and I won't, you know, I don't know how to ever even explain, but wow, yeah, you being a teacher, you know, a, a gym teacher, just seeing the life of Riv is just to exactly. me, I'm There's like, wow, it's. <laughs> There was one. It was. A I don't even know how to explain his life, but <laughs> no, yeah, I, I could. I've seen a lot of it, but uh, I, I can recall one time where, like, there was a day and someone had left uh, our bobcat mascot out. Just someone just left it in the middle of the gym. I'm like, we gotta put it away. That like the kindergartners are coming in here, you know, and they're gonna know it's not real. I'm like, screw it, I put it on. And then like I, I <laughs> finished the day and I had a video of it and all that. And like I see what he's doing, he's got like some burlesque act going. I'm like, bro, you wrestle, you you, you wrestle, you dance naked in front of adults, and I just wrestle, I dick, I said wrestle again. I danced in a full mascot outfit in front of the kindergartners. It's like there's another piece of it. It's like how that that can't be more opposite, again, right? And it's funny because I've seen pictures of him like just like with a bachelorette party, and he's like 40 women around him, and I'm like, you like some of those sucks, pictures. bro. <laughs> pictures oh good for you <laughs> <laughs> so i'm curious let's talk about actually i all right yeah so I, i'm going to get into some of your wrestling now i you and i talked before the show began one of my biggest memories so i did meet you at the cwa show knights of the roxbury um it's actually the day i bought my uh handsome devil anthony rivera shirt the logo the that just one? the solid the one you're <laughs> wearing, wearing right now Mine looks just like yours too, with the cutoff completely, no sleeves. And so, but that day I uh, was introduced to you, but then the next time I got to see you was at the next Best of the West show. So this is where you and from, I'm going to see if I can remember it as much as I can, you and your manager slash general manager slash commentator, AGB. Did I get all that right? All of his positions at the time? for life. And uh, he was, he's he's the he's the best of the West commissioner as well. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, yep. General manager, commissioner, same difference. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you were taking on Mike Rain. Handicap match. Yeah. Correct. Handicap match. Yeah. That's it was two on one with us with the advantage. Actually, and I I blanked. What's his name in Hood Slam? Because everybody's got different names here. Oh, James C. The nineteen twenties gangster. James C. I, <laughs> I did just get to watch his uh, match with AJ Kirsch, where they fought in the uh, porta potty. I was like, "Oh God, I wish I was here right now." Such no, it was it was the match of the year, and, and they were they were they were four or five minutes in the match. We're like, "All right, we're well, there's the match of the year." Yeah, it was it was outstanding. <laughs> it was outstanding. So in that match, I believe it was AGB who hit you with a piece of. Was it a piece of wood table? Yeah, it was I, I, the best way. I don't know what it was. It was basically like think of like a broken shelf because so it, it had was, a sharp end on it. Yes, it did. Yeah. And within a second of that thing hitting you, the mat was a hundred percent a crimson red. It was just in front of you. It was just pouring out, and I was like, "Well, I've never seen this before." Okay, like I mean, I've seen it. Obviously, countless times, but where I knew 100% this was an accident. Yeah. And you didn't even bat an eye. You just kept going with the match. Story and it was funny. 
though we lost that match, but still, the story is one win. And the part that I knew in advance, only because of Josh, was that he was like, dude, you're going to want to be at the show. He goes, this casket that you helped me bring in here earlier today, he goes, this is uh, bones coming out of it. And I was like, oh, shit. So I'm waiting and waiting. So I I couldn't wait to see this happen. And when he pops out, I still have a video of me watching him and you just covered in blood. And it was awesome. And I couldn't wait because the next pay-per-view was an anniversary and was going to be like your third or, or whatever anniversary show and was going to be, I think, a lot of shit on the line besides the Best of the West Championship, too. Yeah, I was going to be, uh, if I recall, I was going to be in a special attraction match. We hadn't decided against who, though. It was going to be the, the two we had talked about. I think there was three. It was it was either Big Juicy, it was either going to be J.R. Kratos, or it was going to be me versus <laughs> Gangrel. <laughs> Those were the three that I was oh. told, but there weren't many talks after that because a week later, the world shut down. So, <sighs> and it, yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was just a week later, and... I, I had uh, one of the funniest things was, you know, after the show, Josh was like, yeah, come on back, man. He's like, well, uh, we're going to have our sets of chicken nuggets now. And yeah. as I said, get back there. I'm sitting there talking and everybody. And actually, at that point, Josh was like, hey, we need to get a picture. He was trying to get the actual promotional picture for either best the West, West, Facebook or whatever of your we got face. And, and I could see because I took a picture of him taking a picture of you because I could see the skin flap. How? Oh yeah. Oh, it was a nasty cut. And then I'm sitting there talking with him. I look down. I go, I have blood all over my fucking shoe right now. I, I was not looking where I, I was walking. I remember that part. <laughs> and the thing about that was it didn't hurt at all because it was a no glancing shit. blow. It didn't. It was a glancing blow. And you, someone got probably Josh. Someone got a video, and you can literally just see it just nicking me and just taking the flesh. Because it for, for the listeners, it looked like this wasn't a cut. It looked like a jigsaw puzzle with a piece missing. Yep. That's basically what it looked like. Yeah, it was. And it took, like, I'm asking, I'm like, I feel fine. And you're like, no, you need to go to the hospital. I'm like, I'm not hurt. And they're like, no, you just need to get your head put back together. <laughs> I mean, it was like, and I'm like, let me see a picture. And I'm like, oh, I'll see you next week. Yeah, I don't look that the rest of my life. But yeah, no. But I will say, it, it didn't hurt at all, and so and a beer that, in hand, huh? And you had a beer in hand when oh, yeah. you were talking. Oh, I, that was the best part. Everybody's like, "All right, well, the show's over. Let's start drinking, having a good time." And I'm like, "This guy's walking around with a chunk of his head missing, and he's just drinking a beer right now." I go, "Fucking badass!" I was thirsty, <laughs> but uh, so I remember that. Yeah, there's part of the match, and so Mike Rain don't know what happened because I got hit and then I rolled to the outside. And because I hit the I hit the mat and I could feel the coldness, I'm like, ah, oh boy, here we go again. Because this ain't the first time this <laughs> happened. But I know, I know when I'm like, okay, okay, that's one of these nights. All right, I'm gonna roll out. To, what I've learned, and this is what you do, if you ever get your head split open, the best thing to do is to roll out of the ring, do a half circle around the ring, and then retrace your steps and look at the blood trail to realize how hurt you are. So that's what I did, and I'm like, okay, okay, this is a little bad, but. And worse. And so I get back in the ring. Mike Wayne don't know I'm hurt. He just sees me slide in the ring. Puts a trash can on my head and kicks it in the head. Trash gun goes flying. And then he just sees me just massacred. And he thinks he did it. Oh, that's hysterical. He thinks that he did it at his own company. (laughs) 
Oh so man. Like, oh. So he does that. And then she's like, oh my God, whatever. And I'm like, good dude. And I do some kind of move to turn it around on him. I'm covering him. I'm like, I'm just covering him. I'm like, I think you need a new canvas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's funny that you, especially the owner of the company. Yeah. Oh my God. Did I just hurt my talent? What the fuck did I just do? You know, <laughs> plus, well, no, it was still, wait, was it? Yeah. This guy's got to be in school on Monday. <laughs> oh, so that's another story. Yeah. So I go, I go, uh, I'm like, I'm not hurt. I'm like, I'll drive home. Just patch me up real quick. I'll go, I'll go get stitched up in Merced. So I'm like, I'm not hurt. Like, I don't have a concussion. Like I know when I've had a concussion, my dumbass drove home then too. But I was like, I feel completely level right now. There's no blackout like, period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, I know where the, I know I'd rather I'm gonna get stitched up. I'd rather be five miles away from home than 60. Especially when I know exactly where the hospital is. I've been there. I know people that work there. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna go there. Get patched up. They put seven or eight st uh, stables in my head. So I have those. And then uh the next week or so was when, when baseball trials started for our school. Kids have no idea because I'm always wearing a hat. I got staples in my head this entire tryout. Like, no oh, one knows that's... it. Except for the one girl that goes to every show. And no one believes it. <laughs> yeah, you got the kayfabe going. I like it. Now, the I got to bring up that my favorite thing to follow along with while I've been away was you winning the championship and then it was a beer bottle bash between you and funny bone back funny and bone, forth yeah. okay and well, i know you're talking about the championship at hood slam because that's an entire new uh, different no no nope, nope, actually no nope, best of the west actually my bad best yep. of the west. okay but yes, honestly yes. what i absolutely was loving recently is the agb and it's, it's Alexander Alexander G. Bernard, right? Yes, yes. Got a concussion so severe that he forgot that he was ever, I believe, a commissioner. There, The best thumbnail was him sitting in the audience for a show. And I was like, God damn, I can't wait to watch this episode. And it has been fantastic. How yeah. like I'm like, how has this never been done like this before? That was awesome. Oh, we, uh, and I'll... Like a lot of this stuff, we just kind of, a lot of these have been audibles. Um, a lot of these things we've done, like we had a different idea and we had to go somewhere completely different. Because like there would be a show, of course, we're coming out of a pandemic. And then we got this plan, yeah, we'll do this and that. And it's like, well, he's got COVID today. Like, well, okay, we have a new main event. Yeah. What are we going to do? All right, we'll figure it out. Okay, we'll figure it out. But a lot of, a lot of we did, uh, there's been like, I'm not, I'm not going to, don't give names because they don't need to know about the you know what i'm saying positive test that's their business no one else right um, no i got you yeah um but like things like that would happen we'd set up this big angle and someone get hurt do this and it was just it was a lot of it was just just like trying to make something out of you know chicken shit and a chicken salad as they say and it probably ended up working better than what we had planned like nine times out of ten um and then and it's like the idea of me because in Merced, and I know you've never been to a show here, but we've been doing shows of multiple, across multiple promotions here in Merced County, and it don't matter. Like, I'm always the hero, but now I turned heel for Best right. of the West. And so you get that Cena vibe in the matches here because there's 40% of the crowd that's going to refuse to boo me anyways. 
no matter what I do. So everyone in that crowd, even the people cheering for my opponent, know I'm going to win. And then I didn't. So now it's like, you got to go to every show. So that was like one of the ideas. When, when they put the belts on me, I said, okay, I'm down for that. But I got to lose it in Merced. Nice. Because then people will be like, okay, now we don't know what's going to happen. It's not an anniversary show. It's, you know, it wasn't even a feud. It wasn't even a rivalry. It was just the number one contender had a shot, had to be Merced, put him over. But that's the reason to go to a show. Exactly. All the reason. Now, and who did you drop that to? Nico. Nico. Nico, the, that's right. That's the West students, yeah. And he's still a champion right now, as far as I know. I met a – I unfortunately had to miss the last show due to car issues, but – uh no. I plan on being there January 21st. I believe the next show in Fresno. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I get there. But I've been talking to a lot of people that made that drive to Lompoc from here. They're like, oh, no, that happened to me, too. I'm like, my car's not messed up. They're like, oh, yeah, my <laughs> car overheats all that tap all the time. I'm like, well, this is information I could have used three weeks ago. But Yeah, yeah right. different GPS right now. I get it. I, uh, there was a, so I did get to see you, as we talked about, at the Virgil Flynn Memorial Show. You said you were part of the Battle Royal. Um, yeah. I'll I'll forget his name, but the guy that is the psycho Sid uh, portrayer, <laughs> uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I he, brutal Rob, brutal Rob, brutal fantastic. I got to see him. That that was the day I was introduced. I mean, I was introduced to everybody that day, including you know everybody who was in the tournament. So Mike Hayashi, yeah. uh, Funny Bone, Kenny K, but people in the battle royal. Uh, Gabe Alvarez, that I I I, I like him. Uh, yeah, Mark. I, so many different people that I'm still following to this day. That yeah. honestly, like I, I'm loving. And actually, now I'm blanking on the someone was at SummerSlam, I believe, last year. Who was it? No, a year later, he was playing a security guy, maybe for just a quick. Was a wise guy? Oh. Uh, Maybe it was been in that. No, no, Monster was already signed by then. Monster was. It may have been wise guy that was it's probably wise guy or someone else. I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, I, before I lose my mind on that one, um, I, I'm curious hearing about some of your best and worst. But I'm actually curious for your own personal take. This is something that I've talked about with a bunch of different guys. But when it comes to wrestling social media social media a good thing or a bad thing for you guys it's it's Be, well hang on why i preference this yeah i can see how very easily as i've seen and i won't name uh well actually i'll just name actually yeah i got a problem i was also introduced at that thing to super beast okay and over the last couple of weeks, I've never seen someone get stalked by one person so fucking <laughs> mad. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is a nightmare. So that's why I ask you, is social media a good thing or a bad thing for you guys? I got a block button. I mean, yeah. I got a block button. I got a, I got a burner account. Like, if I need to get on there, I'll get on there. And I'll, I got people on there that I'll block when I get back on it. Not that I know the password. It's a really good thing for me personally because um, I don't I like to travel light, put it that way. And if if I got fans that want some of my merchandise, I don't want to carry three boxes in the building. Like if you want some of my shit, like hey, do you got a, an XL? I'm like yeah, I'll throw it in my bag. 
So I like it in that extent. Like I've, I've made more money probably uh, through that than I have like getting paid at the end of the night. To be fair, because like uh, that's a good way to sell tickets, especially locally. Um, yeah. It's a good way to, I mean, I've hyped all my merchandise on social media. So I get an idea of like what people buy. That way I'm not, I don't have boxes in my garage of just stuff that isn't being used. Um, so I kind of gauge that. And then, I mean, it's a good thing. Really, I haven't had that many issues. Like I said, I just I just hit the block button and move on. And just, yeah. you know, I get to put on my phone over in the corner and just play Sonic the Hedgehog for the next four hours. I don't care. You know, just that's the kind of way that I is, and, and one of the things, I mean, God damn, you may be one of the most avid game users players that I know, but yeah, I'm not talking like he is just like, oh, he's on the new PS5. I'm like, he's still plugging in the the GameCube or an Atari if he wants to for the oh, night. Yeah. I mean, like, you are a huge game player yeah. and any and everything. So we just, just covered I just, uh, this. I played through Chrono Trigger about two months ago for like oh, the 940th time. I mean, that's, that is my favorite game of all time still. Um, like I get, I get distracted a lot. I started to South Park to stick of truth about six months ago, got to like level three and just quit, you know, like level three of my leveling up or whatever. I didn't even, I don't even think I got to, uh, what tweaks cafe or whatever. Like I was like, ah, shit, ah well, well, this game came out I'm like, Oh shit, well, this game came out. Like I got a stack of games <laughs> that I just never play. I bought the whole Yakuza series because I liked, uh, like a dragon so much. I played about four hours in y- Yakuza zero and I just haven't touched it again. But that, I mean, I get a little too much of them. But it's a bit of a, I guess it's like a library or museum here. I got like, if you want a game, I probably got it. If it's you know within five years, five years old or older, it's worth the shit. I probably got it. I'm that way with, uh, we'll say wrestling shows, but that's kind of my thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, let me ask you the question. We covered this, I think, last week or two weeks ago. Best wrestling game of all time. It's got to be No Mercy. <laughs> that's what we said to everybody no jumps to it man yep it's, it, because it's the right answer it's like what color is the sky well if it's, not <laughs> blue. If it's not well, night, and, it's blue you know it's like, well and that's what it looks like aew game is starting to gear towards so that'll be great to see when that. that comes out i'm really excited Same. to play that actually um i, I, I played a little 2k22 it's, it's better than the other ones but it's still it's still still a little rough like I, I, won the, the world, I won the world title in in uh, universe mode, and I didn't even challenge for it. Like it's a, still glitchy. Like I, I, I was like, "What the hell?" Like I was just doing. I was I was playing as Razor Ramon. I'm like, "Hell yeah, I'll be Razor Ramon." And then I just I, I won the money in the bank, and then I walk out the next week with the SmackDown World Title on Raw. Like how? By the way, we were so impressed with your match against Bushwhacker, Bushwhacker Luke. We're gonna let you have a championship. <laughs> hey, I wrestled Bushwhacker Luke. I thought you were talking about the real one. Oh no, well, I meant the game. <laughs> yeah, no, a long time ago. It was. Uh, it was actually they teamed with the Stoner Brothers. They called them the Weed Whackers. Nice. Well, and I, I Stoner Brothers is another set of people I got to be introduced to. You know the. Get him, Scotty. The hundred yeah. oh, yeah. percent Steiner setup. It was. We've talked about it on this show so let's talk about your i'm going to ask you four specific questions here that are about you and then after that we're going to be doing a fire round that aren't about your career more about okay. just wrestling in general so oh i'll go backwards worst fan experience oh stalker rats 
<laughs> multiple choice right there. Multiple choice. Okay. Fair. Actually, okay, fair came, well, put it this way. Remember, Pokemon Go, when that came out, every time I caught a Rattata, I named it after a rat. It was just <laughs> and I hate, I know a lot, like a lot of people hate that term. It's derogatory. But I mean, there's, there's a difference. And I've said this. There is a difference between a woman who likes wrestlers and a rat. Yeah, there is a big difference. Oh, that is fantastic. That's a nice question. Um, what is unfortunately the worst match you ever had? Jeez, there was one. I mean, there's a lot when you're green. Yeah, sure. One. Let's get past that. But I'm saying, like, where one night you went out, you're like, the fuck just happened out there? It's like I don't even know what just happened. We did one. It was a it was a hood slam, and it wasn't that long ago. It was about three years ago, four years ago. And we were all excited, so they're doing a match. It was it was Space Slam. It was like sci-fi night. And uh, so in the match before us, well, it was the, it was, it was the main event. Um, but it was like Star Trek versus Star Wars and all this, you know, all these characters. And in, in the middle of the match, they hit the, the uh, Space Jam theme. Not the theme to hit them high, hit them high, hit them high. We all come out <laughs> as the monsters. We challenged them to a match, five-on-five five tag team. Let's do this. And it just fell apart completely because you've got people. Someone was Yoda wearing a full Yoda with the mask. Can't work at all wearing that. We're all painted head to toe. So it's like everything that could have went like someone's dressed like a Sith Lord, like Kylo Ren's in there. So no one can see shit. The guys that can work are painted head to toe wearing basketball gear and wrestling. And it just, it did not work at all. How the crowd react. Well, crowd thought it was the best match I've ever seen. <laughs> That's like, a, that, yeah, crowd <laughs> loved it. Crowd was like chanting, "Holy shit!" We're like, "Yeah, this is shit." <laughs> what is your best feud that you've had in wrestling? Mike ran easy. Right. Not even close. Not even close. It, it, uh, only one that'd be close would probably be Funny Bone, just because it's just like me and Mike Graham have been feuding for like fifteen years. That's Sean Sims is a good one too. Alexis Derevko, but I think. Like me and Mike Rain has crossed like like every promotion, including the, like Johnny Drinko and James C. feuded. Nice. So it's like I, like I mean, that. hell, yeah, there's been just uh, there's been a lot of good ones, but that has to be the top one. We've probably wrestled each other 125 times, legitimately. You know, and I, I got to say before I get into the last question, um, you know, talk about you know the pandemic. Some people either went one way or you went the other, and you know. Funny Bone is like three times the size I saw him yeah. when I met him. And Mike Rain shed it off like half a body, but yeah, looks yeah. so fucking lean. And I'm like, I, like it's just, it's a lot. It, so many of you guys were very, very motivated in the right way. And I yeah. saw a lot of local wrestlers, indie wrestlers that were just like, ah, we're falling apart. And, and they, they don't look the same. Yeah, exactly. A lot of guys I don't see no more. That's I probably never will so, and, and but I'm saying good to you guys, you know, because uh, it, even I, someone like a uh, Jesus Christ, uh, Anthony Rivera is, is another guy that honestly, oh, yeah. like when I saw him back in that was what December was Virgil Flynn show, I believe that December yeah, of yeah, 2019, yeah. yeah, somewhere like that. Ago, and now what he looks like now, yeah, it's just everybody is just outstanding. Um, yeah. but let me ask you your absolute best match ever. Ooh. Uh, there's a few that's that's tough to say I mean even just the one that me and uh, Riv had 
recently was really good. I think actually I'll tell you my best, not only my best, but my favorite. My favorite by a mile is me versus Juwan Hodges for CWA. And you know, you do not know who Juwan Hodges is. Okay. Juwan Hodges is a guy I've grown up with since I was eight years old. He lives here. Well, he used to live. Well, he's a pro basketball player in Germany currently. We would always, growing up, when he found out I was doing this wrestling thing, he was like, man, if I ever did a match, like, that'd be cool if I had a match one time. If I did a match, like, what if he wrestled? I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool. And he'd kick like ideas, like his gimmick, you know, let's be my finisher. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Because, you know, he watched the wrestling. And right after the pandemic ended, I said, hey, there's a guy that uh, does shows here at Atwater. And uh, I already talked to him. I said, I think, I think if it was me versus you, we'd do some business if you're actually serious about that. And I called his bluff. I fucking threw down four aces on me. I didn't realize I wasn't calling a bluff. He said, all right, I'm in. Like, what? No really? So we, like, okay, the graphic comes out. People are like, there's no way that's real. Like, all the people from here, no way that's real. And then so I'm like, okay, dude, I got to get you trained up. We'll call the match. We'll do all this. We'll do all that. Get some ring time Sunday before the show, the week before. Go out there. We'll run through it. Well, the ring time was outside. It was his mom's birthday. They were in the Bay Area. They didn't get back in time. It was too dark. He's like, oh, no, we'll figure it out. I'm like, we did the ring. The next time we see the ring is the show. And you've literally <laughs> never even been in a ring. How are we going to do this? And I'm just like, oh, my God. Here we go. Here we go. Fortunately, ticket sales were fucking enormous. Um, I mean, for any show, 400 tickets at a you know, that's pretty good. Especially and that was at CWA, events. right? This was CWA. Yeah. About I was at a CWA show. So 400, I understand what you're saying. I mean, like, yeah. it, it just, that's, the one that's... Went to was probably about a hundred or so, I would guess. If that. Okay, I think somewhere around there. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh boy. And then, so I'm like, okay, we'll get there early. Once they put up the ring, we're going to get there and roll around. Well, they had an issue with the ring. The ring goes up. The ring is fully constructed 10 minutes before doors. Maybe not even that. It was probably 10 minutes after doors, but we just didn't open them. He's never been in a ring. There's a line around the building. And I'm like, don't open the doors. Get in the ring. Like, here's how you go. Boom. Boom. Tuck your chin. Boom. Okay. See you out there. Went out there and went like 25 minutes. And like, had a great match. Somehow, and a very infamous picture of the both of you in the bar afterwards, if I'm not mistaken. That was uh, that was the next year because he had a second match. With us. Oh, okay, all the, right. I don't versus him. This is the year where I, we wrestled each other, and he was like, "Well, he so he grabs a microphone and announces his retirement after the match. He had one match, and then um, so we're at the the bar afterwards, and he's like, "Man, I had so much fun, but." And I just retired from wrestling. I'm like, bro, I've retired like three times. You're fine, dude. You want to do this again? We can do it again. We'll be a tag team next time. But that's when that happened. So he came back the next year. I'll, I'll tell you right now. I'll go ahead and spoil alert it. He's coming back next year. Even though we retired. Oh, fantastic. Again. He retired again after we won the tag team titles. He's coming back next year. Anyway, so that'll be probably in the summer sometime. That's like our little tradition. We, we have a match in the summer. But, yeah, it's 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 that was, that was my favorite match, my best match. Probably either my match with Ian Hansman at Hood Slam, because that was, like, a really good match that I had. Like, I thought we were going to go. I saw it announced. Like, yeah, we'll probably go, like, eight minutes. We went, like, 30. 
and just oh, told nice. like an amazing story. Um, and a night that I was just like so far gone from wrestling, I was just like, all right, you know, let's just get through this. And I think it, I think it was the first day of spring break, if I was to recall. So I'm just like, okay, God, one more day of work. Let's do hood slam. Right. And then I'm on, you know what I mean? It's like, then it's break. I'm like, all right. And then we went out there. I'm like, Jesus, this is good. You know, there's been a few like that. I mean, I did a few Iron Man matches, and those were really I don't know, I don't know if they were really good, but they were really good accomplishments. Um, but there's been some some with Funny Bone and Mike Rain that were that were very good. There's yeah, it's the, my favorite, that one for sure. Best one, I don't know. Maybe they also I mean I'm just seeing them in rose tinted glasses. I <laughs> I I will say it's funny how you you know tell them here's how you hit the ropes and tuck your chin. So uh before we get into the fire round i told josh i go look at man i'm a musician i want to do something with both of my passions i have a podcast i had i've been watching wrestling since i was four and i am a musician i wanted to put a little something together and i played rem's man on the moon inside okay, yeah. the ring at best of the west and i go but i need to take a bump there's no goddamn way I can't do this video and not take yeah. one. And so we were debating what we were going to do. And he goes, you know, Hulk Hogan's poses. I go, yeah. And he goes, all right, so you go do the corner or yeah. go to the rope, do your thing. You just turn around and I am in a fucking clothesline. Like, <laughs> Let's do this. I'm in, man. And he goes, but I need you to go to the corner, hold on to the second rope and keep going backwards until you figure out how to not lose your breath when you go backwards. He goes, and tuck your chin right. Yeah. First time I went down, I was like, <gasps> I remember the first time in Newman when I took my first bump, I was like, I knew it was, I was like, oh, I'm ready for this. I'm like, oh, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, I, it, and yeah. it's funny because I did it to myself laying down. <laughs> Just a quick little boom. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's so different. Like that first bump you take is so much different. Now you take a, you take a reverse suplex off the top rope. Yeah, it was fine. It's like getting out of bed, right? Yeah, it's like you, I, I'm, I'm like you take like a fisherman buster off the top, and you're like, oh, I feel like going into a pool. I'm taking, <laughs> I remember getting, I remember getting hurt on an arm drag. Like not even when I was training, like just happened to be like, what the fuck just happened? Like that is the way it works. I'm Someone hold on like, too long to your arm? No, I mean from the bump. Just like somehow, no. like, oh, I guess I guess the bump card got filled. Sometimes you just take one little one. It's like, oh, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like Chrono Trigger. You like, oh fuck, I guess I have one HP left. I guess we're done for yep. now. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. I got one HP today. I don't know. I don't know what you want to do about it. That's where I broke down. That's where I broke down. Hit me with the head with a barbed wire bat. I'll kick out. That's hysterical. That's the way it goes sometimes. We uh, we um, one of my favorite things to do is every time we have a wrestler on the show is I love doing a fire round i'm going to name a bunch of just random things your favorites in your life it's basically you know what comes to mind right away on each one of them um so again not about you this is about just wrestling in general okay and i'm going to start with one because i'll let you discuss it this just this one is the one you'll discuss right. because this was uh interesting to me before we got started so as you know and as we've discussed and our upcoming segment is the Monday Night Wars. And we have been going 25 years to the date. And I watched it live when it happened. Channel 32, 33, 32, 33. 
Um, my question to you is, were you the raw guy or were you the nitro guy? So we're on if the, you had to choose one at that time. Yeah, at that point, at that point, I'm flipping between both channels, but at this point, I'm probably actually leaning toward nitro barely. I'm barely, barely leaning toward nitro because right now, other than Austin, there wasn't an Undertaker and Kane. WCW had the better show at that point. But if you'd ask me a month later, I'm, I'm on I'm on Raw till the end of the, the entire run. I'm not gonna lie, I was on Cloud Nine for about the last six months because I was a huge uh, USA versus Heart Foundation in Canada feud. Mm. That was one of my favorite things. So I, that, that point, I just yeah. came off of that high, but now I'm also just dealing with the Montreal screw job again yeah. too. So that high a lot of emotions. Yes, yeah. yeah. I agree. From WrestleMania 13. <laughs> Until after the screw job, I was Team Raw. Right now, I like WCW a little more. Yep, agreed. Until, until Austin wins the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and we're only a couple of weeks away from that, and yeah. I can't wait because then, then you get the Tyson Austin. So it's going to be a lot yeah. of fun. And after that, All right, now. <laughs> oh, yeah, then it's just, yeah, WCW is gone. <laughs> yeah. So this is your fire round. Now, since I am saying that, I'm going to start with the more heaviest one. Right now, product. WWE or AEW? Ooh, tough one. Um, I gotta go WWE currently. Even though the rest of the year, if you had the whole year, I'd say AEW. But right now, WWE. Agreed. Totally agree. Um, best match ever in your mind, wrestling wise. The one I like the most: Mankind versus Shawn Michaels. Mind games. That's my match. That's mind games. I try to. That's a style I try to work with. Shit like that. Um, like Rock Austin type stuff. But my favorite match is probably that one. Which is funny because your yin and yang thing, right? You like to have two different styles, right? Yeah. Mankind and Sean, that's it right there. Exactly. More, couldn't be more different. Who is the best wrestling character of all time? Undertaker, easy. Yep. Feud. Oh, geez. Um, almost got to say Austin awesome, McMahon. Um, although, you know what? I'll, I'll, you know, I'm not going to say Austin awesome, McMahon. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say Rock and Mankind. Those were I some like that. brutal matches in a row for like four months. I'm not, hey, let me tell you this. In the 25-year thing that we're doing, I'm not looking forward to watching uh, 99's Rumble again. It's yeah, brutal it's, shit. No, I watched see. it recently. And then uh, yeah, it's, it's too much. Kind of like, you want me to turn this off? Like, kind of. Like, I ain't going to watch the end of this. I don't know what their motives. <laughs> Best on the mic. All time? All time. Rock. Gotta be. Okay. I mean... Rick Flair didn't have a billion dollar box office. Sam. He's up there, but I mean, yep. Talking all the time. It's just the rock. Best manager. I'm gonna say Paul Heyman, even though everyone else is gonna say Bobby Heenan. I'm gonna say because Paul Heyman, if we're wanna talk in a K-Fabe's like perspective, he's managed like the two most dominant champions ever. Heenan managed what no world champs, I think. I don't think he managed a world champ. You with the Heenan family, and, and, and it was popular. Yeah, but I see, to me, I you know what? You're right, because I'm a very big Heenan fan, but at the same point, longevity-wise, all-time, kind of really can't touch Heyman. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's managed, like, seven world champs. Like, for the last, like, 20 years, he's almost been the manager of the world champ the whole time. Solid answer. Best commentator of all time. Heenan, there you go. <laughs> I'll give it back to him. There it is. Beautiful. I love it. The best WrestleMania ever. The whole event. 17. 17. Everyone's. Uh, 
best wrestling technician of all time? Johnny Butabi. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh man, that's a tough one. Uh, we'll go with we'll go with the hitman on that. I guess just just a kick an answer out there without sitting in and thinking too hard about it. Podcast to listen to for wrestling. Cornet. <laughs> we uh, we like to call it our weekly cornet reference. We yeah. have so many of them. <laughs> and my last one, give me your rundown. Who wins the Rumble? And what are our main events for night one and night two of, of oh, uh, Mania, if you could call it now? Well, obviously, Spike Dudley's winning the Rumble. But uh, no. I've been, I already put my money on it on uh, DraftKings. Yeah, yeah. Put one dollar down, you might get two million. But uh, oh, jeez, it's, it's a matter of it, it's going to be Cody or The Rock. I think. I think Seth Rollins is your choice three. Um, but I think he's too locked in with Austin Theory right now. I say, I say, if Cody's cleared, he's winning it. If he's not, The Rock's okay. number thirty. Uh, main event night one: Stone Cold Steve Austin versus John Cena. If they get, oh. if they get them both. If they get them both, or they, I think the style. I don't want that. I, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to either, but you. I want to see though that it actually finally happened. It's gonna suck. Yeah, it's true. But I want to because whoa, it happened. Well, in '98, that's what it was. The two bald yeah. guys going at it. They had the yeah. same gear and everything. Yeah. Uh, I would. I actually would love to see Austin and Cena because I think pace wise they could make it an unbelievable yeah. 45 minute classic. Whoa. The if. Well, no, I'm. Well, I'm saying. Well, hang on. Uh, entrances to entrances that's, there we go. My bad. I always like to. Co- I count that as part of it because yeah, I like the entrances. Minutes of entrance, but yes, yeah, okay. There we go. Yeah. Um, but I got to be honest with you. I have called this. Just so you know, I've been pushing for it. I've ever since this has been going for the last man three months. I am really feeling. Sami Zayn wins the Royal Rumble. And I have zero problem Roman going over him on either night one of WrestleMania or the Elimination Chamber. If Sammy goes, you know what? I won't take the spot, my tribal chief. I'll take it at Elimination Chamber because it's in Montreal, Quebec. The oh, crowd will be hot. about that. That's big. Okay, yep. okay. I forgot about that. But I, okay, think, so I think somehow Sammy gets that chance right there. But I still see Rock and Roman as your headliner night two. Yeah, I agree with that too. That's what I would say. And I'm thinking what could happen is either in the Rumble or the Chamber, Sammy accidentally eliminates a member of the Bloodline, and that's oh, where the, absolutely. That's where it just ends. That's where it all just finally ends. And especially if it's in Montreal, and he gets the shit kicked out of him in Montreal in the middle of the Chamber. What if the whole Elimination Chamber is the Bloodline of one other person? Because it could be. <laughs> I'm thinking it might be that for the end of the rumble, though. That's what I'm yeah, seeing. Same, it's like same, same idea. solo and it, like, but it. I'm seeing solo Jay and Sammy and like Seth Rollins, something like that. They all take yeah, Seth out, absolutely. and then it's. I I just have high hopes. Um, everybody keeps pointing towards Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens for the tag titles. I'm like, it's too obvious for me. And to me, yeah. if you if you want to pull the Daniel Bryan trigger, we'll call it right now. Yeah. Sammy could not get any more over each week. I mean, he is. He's getting over each week. Just pull the trigger for the fans. Do it yeah. for us. It's the new Kofi Mania, Daniel Bryan, whatever. It's just you a good time. For it. I'm as, oh, my God. 
Yeah. Oh, and I'm not saying he needs to have the world title. Kevin Owens and Sammy or Sammy no, 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 and I'm Roman? Just, I said years ago, like, could you imagine just that that music, the people going nuts with that music to start the main event of WrestleMania? It's like, oh, man. And I, yeah, okay. Yeah. That might be the one. I think it just depends on who's healthy and, like, who's available. Because, if like, of course, they've had rumors of CM Punk coming back. You do that. Like, I say, if they get Punk, you have Cody Rose with Punk. Just a really stick at AEW. Holy shit. I didn't even yeah. think of that. Wow. If wow. That, what a kick in the dick to Tony Khan. Yeah, that's just, that's just the, the knife, the dagger, and the sledgehammer on the head. That's just like, oh. So, it, I mean, it, it like it kind of depends on where the, like, who you're getting and whatnot. But, I, like, you know, it just depends on how that goes. ODM, you're going to love that one, man. You're, you're going to, I'm sure you're already marking out right now as you heard it. Dude, Johnny, thank you so much for today, man. Honestly, this was it. This last hour just flew right by because this was <laughs> fun as shit, man. I really oh, yeah. appreciate this, and I'm hoping we can do it again at some point, man. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, just uh, you know, get might have to get a hold of me on spring break, you know, so I got the time to do it. But, uh, That's understood, man. Hey, we, we, we like talk to... WrestleMania by then, probably. There, I was just gonna say we'll see do some WrestleMania right. talk. We'll right. Boom. There, there we go. We have that's the one. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. And I uh we'll talk to you soon, man. Have a good one. Bye, right, you too. God damn. That was a fun interview. I had a good time. And you know what? Let me tell you something, ODM. Hit the fucking music! The bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. have you know i was late to christmas eve dinner uh everybody was like hey what time you guys all be there uh and my mother-in-law actually writes the boys are finishing the game they'll be there soon (laughs) good for you man i was sitting here trying to figure out where to slip it in there you just ran with it i love it go bills it was such it was it was a great game uh only two left so let's see we got patriots on the final week but this week is uh on a Monday night game. Yes, indeed. Ooh. So we're going to have to hurry along next week's recording. I K-fabe, was pal. Say, yeah, kayfabe, pal. Actually, we'll be off, so maybe we can do it earlier. Hey, you know what? Speaking of Monday, let's go to the effing wars. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Will we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the Battle have been drawn! D-Generation X invades WCW tonight! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Have a nice day! Yeah, you work for ya!
thoughts over his soul. From the ashes of a once great man has risen a curse, a wrong that must be righted. We look to the skies for a vindicator, someone to strike fear into the black hearts of the same man who created him. The battle between good and evil has begun. Against an army of shadows comes a dark warrior. The purveyor of good, with a voice of silence and a mission of justice. This is State. Still remember it as if it were today. No lie. Watching WCW Starcade 1997 at my buddy Spade's house. Newest listeners we talked about recently. He uh he ordered this pay per view because we were all excited because not only were we gonna get Eric Bischoff versus Larry Zabisco with Bret Hart as your referee, we're gonna get. For the first time ever, Kevin Nash versus the Giant. And then to cap it all off, Sting is going to finally take on Hollywood Hulk Hogan. The biggest WCW pay-per-view easily all time. What could go wrong? Well, rose-colored glasses, they say. Uh, You know, I think there's revisionist history here, but we'll get to it when we get to it. December 28th, 1997, it's Starcade 97, opens up with a Sting video package. Uh, we've got Dusty Rhodes, Mike Tenay, Tony Schiavone on commentary. Uh, they point out immediately that all the wrestlers from WCW, not NWO, who aren't on the card are in the crowd attending to cheer on WCW. Um, I have a decent list of the people who are sitting in the crowd, by the way. All right. Um, You have... Uh... Rey Mysterio in the crowd, Harlem mm-hmm. Heat, mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Kidman, Ric mm-hmm. Flair. I mean, like some of your biggest people who are have been on your show for the last 51 weeks of the year. We want you to sit at ringside. Wait, so I got to play kayfabe all night and I can't just <laughs> hang in the back? Are you shitting me? Like, exactly. Like, can I at least have a VIP pass to go to the back and drink all night too? Like, that's... <laughs> Seriously. I don't know. I'd be pissed off if I was. I You see Mortis, Wrath, all of them just sitting there. All kayfabe is aside, we're all here for Sting. Yep. While I like the attempt, didn't care for the execution. Yeah, it seems like a dickhead move. Yeah. There's a Speaking of dickhead moves, there's a press release apparently right before the pay-per-view, and that press release states that Kevin Nash will not be here tonight. <laughs> Already off to a good start. that pissed me off i was like that better be a kayfabe thing and even back then if i wasn't saying the word that better be kayfabe i'd be like they better be messing with me right now because 
everyone's waiting for Giant and Nash. It's a big night, man. Yep. Big fight feel. Well, we open up, as we do most WCW pay-per-views, with the Cruiserweight title match. It's Dean Malenko versus Eddie Guerrero. Uh, at one point, Malenko's got the advantage. Eddie's on his knees. He calls for timeout. He kisses Malenko's boot. Wants a handshake. Malenko just hits a drop kick on him. Uh, Eddie's working the knee the whole match, and he's able to use that to his advantage to retain the title. It was a solid match. Those opening matches typically are. Yep. Next, the NWO music hits. Scott Hall comes out to the ring. Survey time, as always. Hall mentions that he gets to face the winner of the Sting Hogan match at Super Brawl. Also mention, mentions Nash is not going to be here. Not going to be here tonight. He says, "If Nash said if anyone has a problem with that, meet him down there." A random fan just yells out, "Down where?" Hall goes, "Down where?" You ask. You know where. <laughs> He's not going to wrestle there. that big goof. Calls him a big goof. I love that. Oh, no. He says he wants a ref, and he says, tell Franken-goof that he <laughs> Franken-goof, that's what it was. <laughs> Giant comes to the ring. His cast is off now. He calls Hall slick. He has a message for Nash. Hall goes after Giant. doesn't last long. He press slams Hall, choke slam. Psych hits the power bomb. Just as Nash had stolen his move previously, now he steals Nash's. And that's it. We don't get the match, and I guess the crowd pops at least for that. Suckers. Yep. Scott Norton and Vincent come down the ring to help Hall to the back. They're up next in a match versus the Steiners and Ray Trailer, along with Conan. Uh, Conan's not in the ring, uh, and after the baby faces are in the ring, the NWO music hits, and it's Liz and Macho. Macho's taking Conan's spot. At one point, Scott Hall calls Vincent Boy, which seems to be a recurring theme. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Why did you not tell me that like four or five minutes ago during the break? That is some weird know, shit. I'm laughing so hard. I just unplugged my headphones, too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is fantastic. I swear to God, you did not mention that at all when we were just talking. God damn. And that is part two. <laughs> yeah, right. of the hidden track. all right we're just giving away of... like green day's dookie if that makes sense <laughs> to anybody there was a, a shit ton of confusion the ref gets distracted norton backdrops scott uh steiner macho hits an elbow for the win uh we get mean gene on the ramp attention hotline fans as it always is during these pay-per-views he brings in jj Dillon, asks about the wc roster being in the crowd Dylan says it's a tremendous show of unity for WCW. And Gene asks, hey, we need to clear up who the ref is going to be in the main event. And Dylan, I mean, I guess this is the best way you can do it. He says, we just put the names of the refs in a hat and we drew one and it's Nick Patrick, which is very convenient. Uh, given the history with Nick Patrick, Gene questions it. And it kind of Which you're it. supposed to at home. You're like, ah, oh, yeah. they're going to fuck Sting tonight, man. Well, we'll get there. Will sting screwed sting hmm apparently <laughs> i never thought it actually worked maybe he should have done coke with the road warriors anyway go next we get goldberg versus <laughs> gab 85 <laughs> next we get goldberg versus mongo uh it's amazing they both walked away from this considering they're two of the botchiest wrestlers ever uh goldberg gets a table out at one point he leaves it on the outside propped against the post um, then he sets it up next to the apron. Goldberg tries to throw Mongo over the top onto the table. Mongo blocks it. Uh, the ref assists with the stop. Mongo's on the apron at one point. He takes a punch and he just falls back through the table. 
you get EC dub chance from that. Uh, Mongo was selling his back from the uh, table spot, was unable to hit the tombstone. Goldberg hits the jackhammer for the win. I'm kind of all about people yelling ECW. And I was like, I used to be like, it's kind of annoying, right? Sure. But without ECW doing what they were doing, Nitro and Raw in this time may not have been pushing those extra boundaries because on certain cable telecasts, you were able to watch ECW. Like me, it was like fucking midnight on a Saturday night. Fine, I don't give a shit. I'll watch. But that was the only place doing table spots. And you got your diesel uh, Brett one, right? That big one at Survivor Series 95. Yeah, that was the first time. Things like that. Or... Mankind and Michaels, a uh-huh. couple of those big ones. Yep. But once ECW went full-time, WWE and Nitro follow behind. And it's funny that people were like, chanting ECW. I'm like, no, you're right. Good for yeah. you. You're like, you guys are kind of stealing what their shit is. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and it was a wasted spot anyway. It was so blatantly telegraphed and, you know, it just it didn't work. Uh, Raven comes out to no, to no music, takes the mic from the announcer, says he informed WCW he wouldn't conform. Part of his contract stipulations are included. He'll wrestle where, when, and who he wants. And uh, I'm not going to wrestle tonight. I'll let Saturn finish off Benoit. Great. Way to tease that match. So that's another match we're not getting. It ends up being Saturn versus Benoit. It's a Raven rules match, a.k.a. no rules. Uh, Benoit, we get the Benoit po- poetry hour. He says, quote the crippler no more. Uh, they try to do an over-the-top spot where they both go over the top, and they missed it big time. Saturn just rolls to the floor because that was supposed to be the next spot. It's pretty fucking gross. <laughs> you know where we go in this show, this time of the episode. Did you see the meme of Chris Benoit? Just, just a picture of him walking out of the Rumble, like or the entrance theme, and it says... When my wife and kids get me just a pair of slippers for Christmas, I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that, that's the top. <laughs> it's okay. not my fault that these memes come out. Yikes. I'm just the one hey, reporting what I see. Inf- you're just relaying the information. I can appreciate you. <laughs> I, that's what this job is. I'm bringing you the top of, <laughs> of memes. All right, let's move on. <laughs> About a guy murdering his family. No, Jesus. All right, come on. If we're going to do anything, at least make fun of me and my family. You want to know what? My family didn't call me. Go ahead for Christmas. Go ahead. Let's talk about it. I didn't. Anything else we want to talk about? Come Kidman on. Hit, yeah, let's talk about Kidman hitting that nice shooting star <laughs> press off the apron to the floor. And Reminding the me of my daddy not calling me. Pop over the Rolling Stone. <laughs> All right, then. Saturn goes for a moonsault (laughs) off the apron to the floor. Benoit dodges, uh, starts attacking the flock, hits a flying headbutt, but the flock hits the ring. Benoit holds him off. He's face-to-face with Raymond. Raymond, I'm sorry. I've been watching that lately. Uh, Face-to-face with Raven. Hammer makes the save. Raven hits the DDT. Ref calls it. Benoit's out cold. Did you just admit that you watch Everybody Loves Raymond? I've watched it. My wife watches it a lot. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Ray Romano's a pretty funny guy. Remember his cameo in the office? That was good. It's funny. Funny guy. Oh, he He's got a funny guy. hat. Yeah. All right. 
Next, we get Buff versus Lex Luger. Dude, this is a Nitro match, literally. They've done it before. That's all this match was. Um, it, there's a ref bump. Luger racks Buff, but Macho interferes. Um, Luger's able to press slam Macho and rack him, but Norton runs in, has a studded dog collar, knocks out Luger. Norton wakes the ref up, but Buff gets the win. It was a fucking Nitro match. Dun, 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 dun. Buff Daddy! He's the stuff. Next we get uh, the Forrest Gump match of the night. Kurt Hennig versus DDP for the U.S. title. All right, we can move on. I'll learn his name. (coughs) We're not calling him Forrest Gump like we think he is of Forrest Gump qualities. It's because I didn't get his name right. He wasn't Forrest Gump uh, on Nitro, but we'll get there when we get there. They mentioned during the entrances that DDP had stolen the title, uh, but that J.J. Dillon made him return it. And then Dusty apparently uh, had just been at a bar. Yo, can you cough on your own time? Yeah, go fuck yourself. Get me a mute button. And Dusty Rhodes apparently was just coming back from the bar, and he heard a song that got stuck in his head, so he just says, Don't skip the lights, Fandango, baby. Turn cross the wheel, cross the board. I was feeling kind of seasick. The crowd called out for (laughs) more, more. baby. (laughs) The waves, they were rolling harder, baby. (laughs) Don't ruin this song for me, please. (laughs) As soon as I heard him say, don't skip the last Fandango, I stopped listening to anything in the match, and all of a sudden I was like, was that pro call? It is. That, it is a good song. Oh, that's a shit. That, God damn, that's a song, man. That is a song. That is a song. <laughs> uh, hey, if you're going to be a one-hit wonder, that's not a bad song to have, right? Uh, agreed. Yeah, man, uh, not much to say about this match. Uh, DDP ends up hitting a cutter. I mean, as, as the mirror told its tale. Its tale. One of 16 Vestal Virgins. <laughs> Turn a wider shade of pale. Okay. <laughs> we done? <laughs> With the chorus. <laughs> the first one. All right. DDP hits a cutter on a reversal. He wins the title. Big pop. He goes through the crowd to celebrate. So your feel-good moment. Wait, you ready for this one? And Mike Tanay yells out as DDP is in the middle of the crowd. He is the real people's champion. Mm. Has The Rock used people's champion yet? Oh, Have yeah. we heard that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's a straight steal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I know that you and I have had those, like, I, what was said first, what wasn't. We've been listening. And he has been using, I'm the real people's champion, the intercontinental champion, since taking it from Austin in the last two weeks. So that's a very funny timing to use that wording, today. Right. Especially since it's The Rock's using it ironically because he's a heel. And he's calling right. himself that. And you're calling Third DDP. person. Totally. Right. Exactly. So. Uh, next, we get Eric Bischoff with uh, Scott Hall versus Larry Zabisco. Bret Hart's to the <laughs> ring. He's your ref. Uh, they announce Eric Bischoff as Eric Bischoff, a.k.a. Eze. Um, we start getting... Now, Larry. here's a little story I got to tell about... <laughs> no, that's not Eze. No, that, that's I'm sorry. Easy, no, well, yeah. that was BC. No, hang on. I got a question about this. Um, what was the worst part of this match? Would you think it was the entire match or the part where... Uh, the entire gimmick kick in the kick pad went awry. That one, yeah. And it's not the first one of tonight. Uh, WCW has not been known for their finishes and how they're booked. Uh, this is definitely one of them. So, I, mean, the- I wish we could really like go through all the good parts of this match. 
Hang on. Ready? Let's do it right now. All right. Now we're going to talk about the bad parts of this match. Um, it was Bischoff versus Zabisco. Fucking poor Larry. I feel bad. But yeah. the truth is, there are a lot of people at this exact time when I was watching. I knew who Zabisco was, mm. but I knew a lot of people in high school at this time. And they're like, well, it's an announcer facing uh, general manager, right? I'm like, oh, you guys don't fucking know who Zabisco is. And it sucks because he had to pull a weird duty on this night to deal with, you know, this match. But there's a part where Scott Hall slips the metal piece, whatever. I don't even know what you want to call it. It looked like a piece of the stairs. It was that diamond-plated metal. Okay. And put it in Eric Bischoff's uh, upper top of his karate boot because the bottom is... Yeah, just, just a, yeah, exactly. Much like Bischoff himself. Ooh. <laughs> Quote Fantasia, nevermore. And he goes to kick Zabisco. And whatever gimmick piece this was went flying out into the crowd to the point that Bret Hart cannot stop staring to be like, where did that go? He kept looking at it and forgot that he was even the ref in a match. It, I thought it was hysterical. Um, commentary kind of plays it off, but it was really, 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 really bad. Really, really bad. <laughs> yeah, the whole match was basically what you would expect. It was Bischoff getting, I'm sorry, yeah, Bischoff getting in a couple shots. Uh, Larry, you know, doing real wrestling. And then Hart would break up everything. Count to a five. That's a chokehold. This is illegal. So everybody's like, oh, what the fuck's going, everything. Uh, what I did like was Zabisco did the uh, old rope-a-dope. Where yep. he just sat in the corner and let Bischoff tire himself out. That was that was a good spot. I'll give that. Uh, but just another convoluted uh, ending. You know, Zabisco gets knocked out from that foreign object. Bischoff goes to have Brett raise his hand, and Brett just clocks Bischoff in the head, takes out Hall, locks in the sharpshooter. Big pop. Zabisco chokes out Bischoff with his black belt, and Hart raises Zabisco's hand. Uh, okay. I don't know how you count that a win, but there was no pin or submission. There was no DQ. It was just, yeah, Zabisco won. What if I told you you're going to feel the same exact way about the main event? Yeah, we're going to get there. Like I said, I, I, I've got some, I got some hot takes about that. Speaking of the main event, that's up next. Buffer announces it, as you'd expect. Uh, they get in the ring. Hogan throws his bandana at Sting, and Sting just bitch slaps Hogan. Tanay asks, what condition will Sting be in? He hasn't wrestled in over a year, 18 months about. Uh, Sting goes for a splash on the floor. Hogan dodges. Sting goes into the barricade. I thought that was a nice little spot there. Um, so here's where everything goes awry. At the end of the match, we get the big boot. We get the leg drop. Uh, we get a three count. Uh, the ref points to the timekeeper, but Brett stops him from ringing the bell. Now Brett- let's let's stop there. Let's talk a little bit of uh, real. Let's talk about live time. Let's talk about history. I don't need to go into the Bischoff statements, any of their podcasts, things like that. From what I understand, either Sting was supposed to kick out or I don't think Patrick went that fast. I mean, the the, the count was pretty normal. It wasn't your four months from now Mike Tyson fast three count with yes. Austin versus Michaels. This was a very generic one, two, three. To the point where I actually just, when I watched the Hell in a Cell match the other night, I was like, God damn, this ref's 
really counting fast. Even this was slower than it. This, yeah, this, I don't think it was, you know, and I've definitely seen both accounts. I don't, I think it was just that it was supposed to be a fast three and it wasn't a fast three. It was a standard ass three. When you watch it, it was, it was a fucking win. So you won. There is those talks that Hogan told Bishop or uh, Patrick to go a little slower. You know, I don't know. I and I'm not even here to. That's not. You know what? With the wars, we're not going to break down the bullshit version of what's 20 years later. Let's see what we're seeing. Okay, right now, Hogan just beat Sting pretty fucking clean, and the yep. only reason that the match isn't over is Bret Hart grabs the hammer. Yep. From the bellkeeper. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, he says that was a fast three, and he knocks Nick Patrick out. Throws Hogan back into the ring, restarts the match. Stinger splash. Norton and Buff run in, they get cleared. Another splash. Locks in the death lock. And Brett calls for the bell. WCW runs to the ring to celebrate. Um, before we get into that, I'll just finish up with a couple things here. Uh, Brett holds up the Canadian flag like he's not paying attention to anything. He just holds up the Canadian flag. <laughs> and then Sting yells Mama Sita into the camera. He had, it's like two words, maybe three. Not really much of an Espanol speaker. Yeah, all I heard was Mama Cita, yeah. So I was. It was. The dude went 18 months out saying a word, minus the fact that, like, okay, last year exactly. at Starcade, he lifted up the ear of Giant and Luger and whispered some shit, things like that. But the first thing he says in 18 months. He did something real quick, and I would go, huh? And I remember watching it, and even the commentators are going, I think he just spoke Spanish. <laughs> Tonight, what did he say? Oh, so it was just weird. Well, what's crazy is it's going to be another eight days before we actually hear his first words. I'll give you that, okay? Yeah. So here's the thing. First and foremost, I don't think Sting looked that bad in the ring. Was he a hundred percent? No, but I don't. He think... wasn't Jeff Hardy Victory Road shape, right? It wasn't that bad. Nobody had to throw the red X. I mean, he was hitting his spots. I mean, again, you could say with the pin, maybe that was a mess up on his part. I don't know. I've heard both accounts of that. But here's the thing: as much shit that gets talked about this, it's not any worse than any other other booking. The only thing that made it suck was they just played off the screw job and they failed miserably at it. Sting didn't look that bad, and this is no worse than any other other finishes. I don't know why this I was going to say. To be honest it. with you, the the wrestling itself it was a slower kind of match. It's a Hogan right? match. Okay, I'll give you that. But it's but that's just it. it. You're wrestling a Hogan match. Insert DDP, Sting, Goldberg, Nash, anybody, and it's the same match. To me, it took years, and before I ever before I ever heard anybody say anything about Starcade '97, people were like, "Oh, Sting this," and I'm like, "What?" I actually held that in like high regard. I liked. All right, maybe I don't like the finish that Bret Hart had to get in, involved, but. At the end of a two-year uh, storyline with Sting versus NWO, I was happy. So, mm-hmm. what am I missing here? But, maybe you should leave well enough alone, or let's try to have a rematch the next night. 
Well, that's oh, I'm sorry. Did I give it away? All right, let's go to yeah, Nitro. Give it away. Give it away now. Well, we'll go to Nitro. Now we start with a recap of Sting's win. Naturally, Zabisco gets introduced to commentary. Gets a big pop. He says he's coming for Hall. He's going to get his match. It's going to be on January 24th, which is Great American Bash, if I'm not mistaken. You say January 24th? Yeah, 1998. You said Great American Bash. It'd be like sold out. Great American Bash is like June. Is it? And what was it? I thought they, eh, I forget. I don't know. I thought GAB was Way to pay attention, bruh. Yeah, I know. It's hard, you know, to get so many things right. You fuck up once and eat shit for the rest of the night. Anyway, speaking of eating shit, Glacier versus Goldberg, guess who won that match? Gold poop. <laughs> Gold poop. Gene's in the ring. He calls out Bret Hart. Uh, he goes, you know, as far as the NWO goes, some fan yells something, and he goes, yeah, they do suck. Reminds me of the scum I just left behind. Loved it. Yeah, puts over the roster. He puts over Benoit. Uh, who else does he talk about? The Giant. He talks about Luger. Uh, he does leave a name out, and then he refers to, you know, and it's funny because he starts naming the NWO Hall, Nash, Hennig, Rude, and he's and it's all people he had feuds with or fought in WWF. Yep. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, Macho Man was another one. And then he calls out Hulk Hogan. Been looking for you for a long time. I liked that. The promo itself wasn't great. It didn't fucking get me all riled up and excited to see what's to come. But, you know, the fact that, you know, there is that history there, you know, made it a little more intriguing. But ultimately, not one of uh, Brett's best promos, especially not his first in WCW. I don't Four know the um, the actual history of what took place for Brett Bischoff Hogan. Who was in charge of what? Right. I have to say this. I think most of us, if not all of us, would have paid for Halloween Havoc 1998 if it was Hulk Hogan versus Bret Hart rather than what we got, Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior. It was the match that never happened in WWF. You had the chance to make it finally happen. Hogan and Bret you could have found a common ground where maybe he even found it. Fine, I'll lose. Shit, Michael's lost to uh, Hogan at 2005. Flopped around like a fish, yeah, but at the right. same point, <laughs> did the job. My point is that I think we could have found a common ground. Who was the one that was like, nah, I'm not willing to do this one. It sucks it was, because, again, we got Hogan and fucking Warrior. Yeah, it was definitely Hogan because think about this. Let's look back at WWF back in that day. Who did Hart beat to win the title? Rick Flair. In WWF? Yeah. Rick Flair. Rick Flair, right? That's a big move. Granted, Flair was leaving, but did Flair bitch about that? No. He fucking did the job and he fucking handed the title over. What happened with Bret and Hogan? What's the closest we got to a match with them? Bret loses Yoko the title and, to Yokozuna. Yeah. A fucking Hogan comes down and wins it right from him. So, yeah, there is that heat there and we should have gotten that match. But you know what? It was probably, it's all politics, brother. Yeah, you know, I mean, fucking Christ, Neil, like Vince Neil killed somebody and he only did 30. Did you know that Hulk Hogan had his 12-inch cock, but Terry Bollea only has a 6-inch cock? <laughs> hey, let me ask you. 
Did you like last week's Christmas present? My little sensor. <laughs> I did. I was walking through Wegmans when I was listening to it. I had to like. Oh, down. that's a mistake. <laughs> With like, a beep in my beep. <laughs> I had the greatest and I moment it of my life. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was a good one. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. All right. Nitro. Ra- Raven and Flock are in the crowd. Raven cuts a promo on Benoit. Benoit. He says Benoit's a glutton for punishment, and we will inflict it. Uh, so, again, why would we get Raven versus Benoit? This time it's Hammer versus Benoit. Benoit actually jumps right into the crowd to go after Raven and the Flock, um, but he gets thrown back over the guardrail. Hammer brings him to the ring. Benoit gets the cross face on, and the Flock flocks. But Mongo makes the save. I've said it a million fucking times, as shitty of a wrestler as that dude was, he was over as fuck, and that horseman, you know, semi-reunion got a fucking good pop. It did. The Hammer, if he sounds familiar to you, he was on those commercials. Jim the Hammer Shapiro, 546-7777, He actually looks like Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Am I wrong? He doesn't. Or he does. He does. I got it. All right. Let's. I'd cease and desist me. Glad I never I'd had to. I'd cease and desist me hard. Oh, God. Do you remember that? When we nearly got ceased. Where you and at, hermanos? For a logo that I actually have recently seen in like eight other forms, by the way. The same fist. And I was like, uh, are you going after, like, I don't know. Black Lives Matter movement too because it's kind of a like a oh, common fist. Oh yeah, wow. Right? I'm like <laughs> a bunch of dicks. Yeah, pretty much. Um, are we gonna have to shoot some now? Oh god, I remember I was so flaming pissed. Anyway, Gene's on the ramp with Ric Flair. Uh, Flair says, "DDP, you're my kind of man. You came in, you took the title. Hennig, we still have a date with Destiny." It says Sting saved WCW. He brings up Bret Hart, though. He goes, you know, you mentioned all these names. You didn't mention mine, though. He goes, yeah, you're a good wrestler. You're a good columnist. Because apparently Bret has written articles for the uh, Calgary Sun. (coughs) So Flair says, let me introduce you to the Baltimore Sun. He takes out paper. And the best part, he has to put on his glasses to read it. He (laughs) He poked fun at himself. So, I mean, I'll give it a pass. He goes, so he starts reading a quote from this article in the Baltimore Sun saying, never has there been a guy night after night to put in the performances he has, says says Dave Meltzer of The Observer. He's the greatest, greatest ever in the sport, and that man is Ric Flair. So he puts himself over at the end and basically gives Hart a shout-out saying, hey, you and I are going to tangle. Again, Flair doing what needs to be done for business while Hogan sulks in the corner. I want my title back. Sting didn't right? beat me. <clears throat> I guess that's what made that pro- you know his promo coming up uh, a little more realistic and believable. Next, Ultimate Dragon versus Eddie Guerrero for the cruiserweight title. Shivani calls him the Ultimo Dragon. So I'm guessing this is the point where they decide to switch back to his original name, which they never should have fucking changed in the first place. But hey, who am I? Uh, Ultimate EO. Boo. Oh, you guys can't see the thing <laughs> flipping the right now. You got all excited for a second, and you're like, oh. I'm going to sit in the corner. Dragon wins with the Dragon Sleeper. He's your new champ. Uh, they say it's the quickest cruiserweight title match ever. Uh, Eddie dumps Dragon to the to the floor post-match. It, it was a weird one, but it is what it is. Well, speaking of the whiny boy wanting his title back, Bischoff and Hogan come to the ring. 
Bischoff says the heavyweight champ has something to say. Um, Hollywood Hogan is wrestling. I'm the man, and I made wrestling what it is today. Dylan said Patrick was the only ref qualified for the match. They replay the clip of Dylan saying something to that effect. They say, hey, Patrick called for the bell after I won. They show Patrick pointing to the bell. Uh, Brett interfered after the match was done. They show that. (laughs) And Bischoff says, fix it, J.J. Dillon, you screwed up. Bischoff, I actually think you're the one that fucked it up. But who am I? Yeah. (laughs) You can't blame an on-screen character. Yeah. Uh, My favorite part of the night, we're going into hour two. It's Tanay, it's Shivani, and then Heenan just shows up. <laughs> he just starts putting on his headset. <laughs> it's the best. Shivani's like, uh, what do you want? He goes, hey, listen, you know, none of you guys did anything. None of you helped me. When all that went down, I was the only one that did anything. I did this for WCW. He acts like it was nothing. Shivani goes, you really are the weasel. He goes, I'm a hero. <laughs> Which, if you remember, last week, two weeks ago, I got to be with the winning team. You got to be with you guys. I'm going to be with you guys here. Then W I'm with you guys. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It Nobody fun. plays it better. Nope. Nobody does it better than the, the brain. Uh, next, we get Mortis versus DDP for the U.S. title. Cutter, one, two, three. Next, we get Gene on the ramp with J.J. Dillon. You hear some boos. Not a lot. You know, he didn't get, you know, wasn't a lot, but you hear some boos. And Gene goes, obviously, he has a lot of fans in Baltimore. Again. <laughs> Gotta love me and Gene. Uh, they're talking about the controversy from the main event. And uh, Dylan says, you know, Sting has authorized him to announce that Sting will defend the title tonight against anyone in the NWO. Bischoff, it's time to put up or shut up. And that's that. Come back, we get Disco Touchhole versus Booker T for the TV title. And I have to say, it was undersold, but Booker T wins the TV title. Stevie Ray came in to celebrate afterwards. Uh, wish they sold it a little bit more, but... At least the title. Were you not upset Disco. when Disco lost? No, that's not what I said. I know. Yeah, nice try. He is my favorite wrestler, though. Anyway, Gene's back on the ramp with JJ Dillon. Uh, he says, "Hey, I haven't heard any responses on uh, that title challenge." And then Bischoff comes out and he says, "One, you're mine, Dillon, and two, you're on." Hogan accepts. And he says, "Hey, fathead, don't screw it up this time again, <laughs> Bischoff. I think you should be looking in a mirror when you say that." Next, you get Kurt Hennig with Rick Rude coming down to the ring to take on Chris Jericho. Rude shaved his stash. I couldn't take my my eyes off of him. It was just weird. It looked like... Yeah, yeah, it just looked like Rick Rude with a beard or a mustache. It sounds... Yeah, it was odd to look at. I'm like, can you grow something back, though, like, (laughs) next week? Can you put a fake one on or something, please, dude? (laughs) Um, This match was interesting for me. For a couple reasons. One, it it almost seemed like there was some heat between the two. Like I don't know if it was Hennig being the, the vet and Jericho being more of the rookie. Um, they seemed to work okay together. Um, but what this match is most infamous for is Kurt Hennig saving Jericho's life. Jericho mm-hmm. goes for a lion salt, doesn't rotate, is about to go head first. Hennig sees it and puts his knees up to catch Jericho before he paralyzes himself. He literally saved his ass. Caught that. Yep. You know. So, yeah, Hennig gets the wind. Um, He sat on Jericho's face. What is with Hennig? Like, he can put his ass in people's face. 
I don't get if it. If you have an issue with that, you're really not going to like going to the next couple of years of Rikishi. <laughs> yeah. uh, but after the match, after uh, Hennig and Ruda head to the back, Jericho starts smashing the post with a chair, saying he's sick of this, he's had enough. So it begins. It won't be long. <clears throat> As the Beatles said. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I got it. It took a sec. I got it. Yeah. 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 We got there. Yeah. We got there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Scott Hall comes out to the ring for survey time, and that's it. He literally just came out, did the shtick, and we'll see you on the other side of the commercial. Okay. Good night, hey. folks. That would have been even better if they asked for the end of the night. No, it's even better. Wait till we get there. Uh, (laughs) Remember when I said that Luger versus Buff Buff Bagwell at Starcade was just a Nitro match? Did they replay it? So was this. They probably could have. It would have been just as good. Uh, Luger gets the win. Why didn't you just give him the win on pay-per-view? Why did you wait till fucking Nitro the next night to give him a win? Okay. Went nowhere. Completely meaningless. I have no words, man. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm watching AEW do it in real time. I can't really defend Jesus two at the Christ. same time. I know, right? Uh, Buffer announces the main event, as he typically does the night after a pay-per-view. It's Hogan versus Sting, rematch for the world title. Um, Buffer's still announcing Sting when he comes in and jumpstarts. Buffer had to powder while he was still talking. It was pretty fucking impressive, actually, that he kept talking that whole time. Um, Easy, son. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see that they, they make mention the title's been cleaned off. There's no spray paint on it at this point. We get to the end of the match. Sting Do hits we? Spl- Sting Hang hits on. Spl- Wait, let me get there. Sting Don't hits say a we splash. get to the end of the match. Sting hits a splash. He goes for a second one. We get a sloppy ref bump. Fans, we're out of time. We gotta go. Good night, folks. What a way to end 97 in WCW. I was, I remember this and I was so pissed off. I was like, so am I supposed to think this thing is a champion right now? What the fuck? <laughs> really? I got to wait all the way to next week now? Are you serious? Any other time you're like, we're going to stay with this as long as we can, folks. We're going to be here all night. We'll be here to 4 a.m. if we have to. He took a stinger splash. Good night, folks. <laughs> I mean, you got to be fucking kidding me. And the best part was they literally just throw the graphic in the corner. Shivani says, we're out of time. We got to go. And that's it. You know what? This is something that didn't make air last week. But in terms of Tommy saying to Cole, hey, Eric Bischoff, you stupid. <laughs> that's Indeed. what it felt like. You can't uh, tell me if people are like, oh, my God, I have to tune in next week to see what happens. I would be so Mad if that was the only show that was actually out there for wrestling. But the fact that there was another show out there for wrestling, and you're like, ha ha, we'll give him half a wrestling match. Eat that dick, Vince. Yeah, right? Yeah, they fucking nailed it there. Well, speaking of Vince, we get Raw. Opens up with a recap of the DX Owen Slaughter feud. Uh, the title match between Triple H and Owen for the European title is going to happen tonight. Or will it? We open up. Except for my kid being born. Well, I don't have any kids (laughs) that I know of. Goldust and Luna come out. Goldust is dressed as Baby New Year, complete with diaper, rattle, bottle, pacifier. Yeah, you heard me right. Uh, Jim Ross says, where's Nathan Lane when you need him? (laughs) I I thought that was pretty good. 
Great 97 reference. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Goldust cuts a promo on Austin. They're supposed to have a match tonight. At one point, he pulls out a thong and does a Barbie metaphor. I don't know. Uh, Austin comes out. He says, I'm not going to wrestle you, but I got something special for you. Something drops from the ceiling. He's like, can you speed that thing up? I ain't got all day because it did take forever. And he had to fucking hoist this thing into the ring himself. It's a, it's a porta potty. And it says Crapper 316 on the front. Goldust slips in the ring, try to ambush Austin, but he slams the door in Goldust's face, beats him down. Then he throws him into the porta potty. Goldust comes back out, eats a stunner. He goes back into the porta potty. Austin shoves it over, and he's out of there. One shitty, funny segment. All right, let's go on. JR teases us an announcement about Mike Tyson, and he does throughout the entire episode, and, well, we'll get there when we get there. Next, Los Bariquas versus DOA in a Long Island brawl match. I don't know what that is. I didn't watch to find out. I watched to see. I skipped out of the NDOA one. They drink a lot of Long Island iced teas and see who can oh. stand at the very end and drive there the motorcycles. Go. That makes sense. That's probably a good idea. Actually, it sounds like a fun idea. You want to do that? Yeah, no, That's no. New Year's Eve for me and you. Let's do it. None of them. I, none of that I want to do. <laughs> Even That's the Hot Wheels. It. I don't give a shit. Let's do it. <laughs> that Maybe. That, you're getting closer there. We get Triple H in China in the ring. Triple H uh, is on crutches. He has a knee brace on. Supposed to defend the title tonight against Owen, but says he dislocated his kneecap in a match last night. I Okay. Uh, tells Taker, hey, Shawn Michaels isn't here. He's at home with 102 temp. The gong hits. The druids roll out a casket. And Triple H says, well, there's only one thing left to do. Break it down. DX music hits. Lights come on. Casket opens. It's Shawn Michaels. Casket's all spray-painted with DX graffiti. It's funny. Shawn does his uh, signature pose. And the pyro's there in the ring. You can see it. But it never goes off. I love it. It was fucking hilarious. I just recently saw a video on YouTube. It's like when pyro goes wrong. And it was like eight versions of Kane going to like slam his arms down and the, the fork post just don't do oh, anything. Oh, Jesus. I'm like, oh. And this is one of those exact moments. <laughs> oh, 100%. Somebody got fired for that one, I bet you. And then, segment I'm sure we're all familiar with, Shawn Michaels wants to introduce us to the two newest members of Degeneration X. For those of you not familiar, it's China's tits. I respect her as a woman. Maybe we should call it Double D to Generation X. <laughs> Shawn Michaels rests his elbow on the left tit. She holds the title up under her tits. We get a close-up of that. Triple H puts his head real close and says, These things on. <laughs> Shawn says, Hey, this is the third chance for Taker. He didn't win the first two. He ain't going to win this one. Slaughter comes to the ring. They make Pillsbury Doughboy jokes. And he says, yeah, you know what, Shawn Michaels, you look to be in good shape. So, pal, you'll wrestle and defend your world title against Owen tonight. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Not even a gun to the head. Just a night at the bar, one shot of whiskey. That exact version right there. Yay or nay. China. I mean, I'm probably going to say yay. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Is everybody back in the day was like, ah, Fantasia's blah, 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 whatever. I'm like, fuck you guys. I don't care. I'd let her throw me around like a goddamn rag doll. <laughs> she could be even singing, rag doll, living in a city, 
beating professors, ass with a cutie, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying, like, she could have. All right, let's move on. Let's never talk about this ever again. I could have had one night in China. Next, we get Cam- <laughs> Kama versus Shamrock. The nation's there, but no rock. Shamrock wins. The nation starts to swarm, and Rock calls him off. Farouk looks confused and pissed off about this, as they've been teasing. Then he starts making some commentary about old people and Social Security, and he says as long as the rock's pockets are stuffed, he doesn't care. Next week, Shamrock, you will face the leader of the nation, Farouk. Farouk's like, what the fuck? What? No, what? What? I don't know you. Yeah, and then the rock says, comma, D-Lo, know your role. Farouk, let's go. Might be the first time we've heard know your role. That's the just the first know your role. I was just going to bring it up. Right? Yep. We get a pre-record from earlier in the night. It's Vince in the empty arena. Thanks the fans and says 98 will be the most action-packed WWF has ever been. Happy New Year. Uh, I mean, he's not far from off on that one. I was just going to say, not wrong. <laughs> right? You nailed that one. I guess you hit every once in a while. Next, you get Lawler and Christopher, Brian Christopher versus Talk at a mystery appointment. Everybody wants to. And then Lawler says, you know, everybody wants to know who Brian Christopher's dad is. It's JR. <laughs> Such a good segment. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what wasn't a good segment? The fact that Taka's mystery opponent is George the fucking Animal Steel. He gets a massive pop. He eats the turnbuckle, uh, and he uses a spoon. It looked like he had that he was just throat punching people with. It was some kind of DQ. Who the fuck knows? It was some kind of DQ. You know those normal spoon to throat DQs that happen so also often. I see you've played spoony throaty before. As we head to the end of hour t- one, they've been teasing throughout the show this big. We're in hour one. <laughs> yeah, this is the end of hour one. They've been teasing this wooden crate that's been on the ramp. And we head into hour two. We get Foley versus Road Dog. The Outlaws have uh, Ranger jerseys on and hockey sticks. They say, let's see our greatest hits on the Tron. It's all the times they've taken out uh, aggression on mankind or his other forms. Dude Love is shown on the pro- on the Tron. He's cutting a promo. Then he morphs into Mankind, who cuts a promo, who then morphs into Cactus Jack. Big pop. And Cactus says, Chain- Ch- Chainsaw Charlie is here. Bang, bang. Cactus comes out. The Outlaws jump him. Uh, they go to the top of the ramp to fight, and next thing you know, a chainsaw comes through that crate, cuts an opening out, and it's Chainsaw Charlie. The best part is, if you listen closely... The entire crowd is chanting, Terry, Terry, <laughs> Terry. <laughs> I still, I remember I told you like there was those nights where mm, you got in trouble. You weren't supposed to be watching wrestling. Yeah, you were using your no. catch rags to block the light, remember? Uh, no, not, the, not the, those catch rags. It was a fucking towel. So, yeah, the catch rags were in front of the door. <laughs> No, but this was one of those nights, and I remember watching him saw through it. And I'm like, I gotta fucking turn this up. What is this? Go- what is going on? And I remember turning, Terry, Terry. <laughs> oh, it is Terry Funk. All right. If not for the crowd, I may not have caught it in the first second. You know what I mean? Like, but it was very cool to see that whole moment. And I'm like, you could have brought him back as just Terry Funk with Cactus Jack, and the crowd would have ate it up. And you're like, oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Let's stick some dirty pantyhose on this dude's head. Have him carve through a real set of what that's that thing was not gimmicked. He had to he had to 
Chainsaw yeah, Charlie his way through that. That was pretty gimmicked. There, there wasn't even a chain eh, on that thing. He stepped not all up of through it. it. I do love the chainsaw that is extremely gimmicked in the next couple of weeks here. It's basically, he starts throwing it around like if he let go, oh, yeah. it's okay. Like like uh, Texas Chainsaw. But, dude, that's pretty much excellent. It, yeah. I love it. it. It was a great. It was terrible. I love the moment. I, it was it great. Was terrible. It was good and terrible. <laughs> I love that book. I thought it was a trash can. Next I love him. Reverend Brown, everybody. He's my favorite Reverend. I love him. Sexual child. Next we get Sable of the Ring. She's in a robe. She's I got thought a it was a track. God damn it. It wasn't sexual Sparkling chocolate. Dog. It was Sable to the Ring. Interview with Kevin Kelly. There's a split covers of the Raw magazine this month. Sonny's on one, Sable's on the other. Uh, and Kevin Kelly and Kevin Kelly says inside the magazine there's more treats for the fan. And uh, Sable says the same thing. Uh, you know, I got a treat for you fans. It's a preview of what to expect. She starts to take the robe off. She stops when she sees Marrow come to the ring with a chair. Sets up the chair in the middle of the ring. Says, hey, I'm just here to see the show. You wouldn't do anything that would embarrass me or piss me off, would you? Kevin Kelly. Hey, hey, Marrow, take it easy. Control yourself. Marrow crotches Kevin Kelly, just berates Sable in the corner. Tom Brandy runs in to take up for Sable. Marrow hits Brandy with the chair. Hits a TKO, TKO on the chair. And says, hey, you want Sable? I'll give you Sable. Starts ripping off pages of the magazine, stuffing them in Brandy's mouth. And, uh, yeah, Sable goes to the back. Nothing sells Brandy like domestic took violence. pages to the back. And Salvatore Sincere had himself a very sincere time. You know, yeah, he kept them all nice and neat so he could spit them out, you know, uncrinkle them and bring them home with him. Oh, spit them out. That's not what I meant. Okay. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> we'll move past it. Next, it's decided that DOA, the Headbangers, uh, Scorpio, are, are going to take on Kane in a handicap match. But uh, no, after Kane comes in, Taker comes out, and they both clear the ring, have a quick face-off, and then Taker just bounces. Are they about to be a team? Are they going to be the soon-to-be brother, brothers of destruction? Ah, uh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Cole is backstage with the Outlaws. They're facing LOD at the Rumble, but they're freaking out about Chainsaw Charlie. And then naturally, a chainsaw comes through a very obviously gimmicked door because when Cactus goes to knock it down, it goes flying into the cameraman <laughs> along with that Cactus Jack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one was. Um, next, we get a return of Cornette's commentary. It's about the state of wrestling in 98. It stinks. WCW, NWO stinks. ECW is an embarrassment. WWF stinks. It's sports entertainment. I left my home to come to Connecticut, which is like trading an apartment in Hawaii for a bed in a cancer ward. <laughs> you know, Preach. these people, you know, you know, they don't know. Uh, they don't fucking know what they're doing here. They don't know how to book actual wrestling matches. They wouldn't know a wrist lock from a wristwatch. He cuts this entire promo to this Day. The best part is they come back from commentary and Lawler goes, can I get an amen? And he goes, what do you think, JR? And JR had to no sell it. Like, yeah, yeah, you never know what you're going to get with Cornette. You never know. She's <laughs> goddamn right. Yep. JR is about to make his Tyson announcement and then Sonny's music interrupts. She has a copy of uh, the magazine with her cover on it and the centerfolds, gives it to one of the fans and leaves. And then they say, all right, well, now for the announcement. 
WWF today has officially begun negotiations to, for Mike Tyson to participate at WrestleMania 14. And Lawler goes, who's he going to wrestle? JR goes, I don't know if he's going to wrestle. Lawler, line of, line of the night. Wait, negotiations have begun? That means Vince is negotiating with Don King? Now there goes the end of the world. <laughs> it's really a great line. And what's crazy about it is that we are six months fresh off of the bite of Holyfield's ear. Yep. And that's why they start building the baddest man on the planet because he is, man. This dude took boxing to a completely different level, but also boxing wants nothing to do with him for about the next two to three years. So uh-huh. uh, how about you sign with WWE for a little bit? And you know what? <laughs> Excellent idea. I loved it. The only issue I have with Mike Tyson, and I'm going to repeat it every time he says it, Cone stole. Cone stole Steve Austin. Cone stole. Like it's a fucking ice cream. <laughs> okay. Yeah, me too. Yep, exactly. Well, but speaking, uh, I didn't even know how he's even going to get this as a, a, nope, didn't work as a uh, segue. Let's talk movie of the week. Oh, you just want to blow right past the main event? Did we have a main event? Yeah. Oh, my bad. You said that was it. No. Move on. Say that. Move on. It was Owen versus Shawn Michaels for the world title. Oh, yeah. The top tier of wrestling podcasts. <laughs> Look at don't at three hours in, man. I mean, between this, the interview, there's a lot to, to digest. There's a, there's a lot. There is a lot. Uh, yeah. Owen jump starts it on the ramp. The, my, my favorite part is he goes after China to give Shawn Michaels time to take his fucking chaps off, which he no sold and did. Owen just jumped him. And as soon as he turns his attention to China, Sean just sits up and starts taking his chaps off like nothing happened. Yep. Anyway, Owen does. Kind of a slap, I feel like. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, we know he has nothing contempt for Owen, especially since he's the baby. Uh, Towards the end of the match, uh, you know, you're getting a lot of chance for Owen. He locks, locks in the sharpshooter, but Triple H just clocks him with one of the crutches. The beat down ensues, and that's how we go off the air. Now you can think. Good night, folks. <laughs> Can you understand as to why it seemed very little that I needed to worry about it? We can move on to the next segment. Certainly, certainly. But Mike Tyson seemed like it was the best part of Raw right there. I was like, holy shit. All right. Now let's give me another shitty ending to a Raw or a Nitro. Good night, folks. Fair you know what doesn't have a good or a bad ending? Mr. Nanny. not lying man like if you really take a look you have a very big all-star cast you got hulk hogan sherman helmsley and david johnson you know who uh javen uh david johnson is johannison no not only was he a singer he was also the ghost of christmas past frankie bear the guy that was uh, the taxi driver in Scrooge. Uh, oh, that yeah. He happens to be in this. He plays Thanos with a big metal plate in his head. And you even get the guy who plays the father, Austin 
Pendleton. Now, you may not remember that name all too often, but to me, he kind of reminds me of Martin Short, but his best uh, acting ever, besides Mr. Nanny, would be the lawyer in My Cousin Vinny. Nah, nah, nah. It, it, it seems to me that my, 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 my client. <laughs> that guy. He's a He's, father. Yeah, no, yeah. Mr. Nanny. All right, look at man. I'm keeping the wrestling theme going at least till as far as I can to the end of the year, maybe the next season, beginning of the next year. Um, you know, last week or a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Suburban Commando. Now, maybe that's not one of the better wrestling movies of all time. Maybe Mr. Nanny is probably right up there with it. <laughs> but this one actually does have some wrestlers who are a part of the cast. You got uh, Afa Anoi, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, George the Animal Steel, Jim Neidhart, and Kamala. All these different people are actually a part of this movie. And it's basically where Hulk Hogan, a former wrestler, he took a bullet for Sherman Helmsley, his manager years ago and he's out of work and now he's playing well a nanny slash bodyguard the only notable person in this movie besides sherman helmsley and hulk hogan to me is a kid who plays alex mason jr which is robert gorman you remain you may remember him the the kid that you remember watching the movie uh don't tell mom the babysitter's dead yep <clears throat> falls off the roof and buys like a the TV entertainment center, that little kid with the long hair. That's him. He's in this movie. Other than that, you don't really have a huge all-star cast, but a good family movie at that. And you know who it involves? Hulk Hogan. Do you feel like you're going to watch it tonight? No. All right. So let's get into what really is the biggest part next week. When you join us on the top of wrestling podcast, we're going to be talking our top topic of the week. And that top topic is going to be our top of wrestling awards for 2022. Our first annual awards, if you will. And I'm going to name what we got going here for the categories. You can start to think over the next week here. Uh, Promotion of the year. We have WWE, AEW, NXT, Impact, or New Japan. Who do you think was the actual promotion of the year the biggest flop of the year for 2022 remember veer promos remember that was a thing it's like a yearly thing with them where they just do promos for 20 weeks straight and there's no payoff yeah well that was veer hook we had a big start horrible finish speaking of big start horrible finish we also got wardlow samoa joe could be a little bit of a flop we could talk about but also we got cm punk the Hang It Up After 2022 Award. We have Chris Jericho. We got Sting. We got CM Punk and Jim Ross. But we will also be dabbling in our rookie of 2022 a year. Uh, of 2020, 2022. Wheeler Yuta of the Blackpool Combat Club. You got Sola Sokoa of Bloodline. Logan Paul having three matches within the year against some top-tier opponents. Dominic Mysterio or Butch, formerly known as Pete Dunne. Given it's a uh, main roster, I'm going to give Butch the Rookie of the Year spot. 
Commentator of the Year. We got Michael Cole, Corey Graves, Pat McAfee, Tony Schiavone, and ODM's favorite, Excalibur. Yeah, he'll probably win. Yeah. TV Show of the Year. You got Raw, you got SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage, and NXT. Now let's get into some other things here. We got Worst Moment of the Year. Flair's Retirement Match. That was fun to watch. McMahon taking a uh, Stone Cold Stunner on night two of WrestleMania. And Ty Conti trying to figure out how to unlock a padlock. Great moments. I wish those were considered funny. They're just the worst moments of the year. But the funniest moments of the year, you have Sami Zayn with all of his moments with with Bloodline. But also, he's going to go too out of this, uh, this category. Sami Zayn with Johnny Knoxville with their entire match, their feud, everything all together. Dexter Loomis, all of his random spots where he was abducting the Miz, but the biggest one was, I think my favorite, where you saw him at the bottom of the cage, where they saw him from the very top. And Brock Lesnar lifts the entire ring with a forklift. Stable of 2022, we got Blackpool Combat Club, Bloodline, The Best Friends, Jericho Appreciation Society, and The Firm. Manager of the year, we got Mark Sterling, Stokely Hathaway, Paul Heyman, Daddy Ass, and William Regal. Feud of the year. This first one makes me laugh when you really think about how far back things have gone already this year. But CM Punk versus MJF. Your other feuds include Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston, the Jericho Appreciation Society versus versus the Blackpool Combat Club, and Sami Zayn versus Jey Uso. Your WTF moment of the year, we got the Vince McMahon scandal, we have the all-out media scrum, and we have Jeff Hardy's DUI. I, I kind of feel like we're going to be agreeing on that one pretty quick. Um, you never know. The big one for me <clears throat> is the good shit of the year where we have the most categories. Triple H retires at WrestleMania 38. Seems a while ago to remember, man, but he drops his boots in the middle of the ring and leaves. Fire me, you fucking Mark from MJF. Austin's true send-off where he has his match against Kevin Owens. Extreme Rules, Bray Wyatt returns. Full Gear, MJF finally wins the AEW title. Triple H begins to resurrect the WWE. And Cody Rose returns home to the WWE. The best Mike in 2022. We got MJF, John Moxley, Sami Zayn, and Seth Rollins. All have been pretty stellar all year. And we're going to break it all down next week. Best pay-per-view of 2022. You got WrestleMania, Extreme Rules 2022, Revolution, Double or Nothing, All Out, Survivor Series, and New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom. In the final three categories, or final four categories, we got Tag Team of the Year, which includes FTR, The Usos, Briscoes, Acclaimed, Young Bucks, and Swerve in Our Glory. Female Wrestler of the Year, which is Bianca Belair, Serena Deeb, Liv Morgan, Jade Cargill, and Britt Baker. And the Male Wrestler of the Year, John Moxley, Will Ospreay, Dax Harwood, Seth Rollins, and Sami Zayn. 
But match of the year will be our biggest category because there's way too many to break down, but I'm going to list them all right now and only list the big one next week. Here we go. We got Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson in January's Dynamite. Uh, you have FTR versus the Briscoes, one, two, and three. CM Punk versus MJF in a dog collar match. Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville for WrestleMania Sunday. Same night had Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. The night before saw Steve Austin and Kevin Owens headline WrestleMania. The match I talked about earlier today, Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes in a Hell in a Cell match. The tag team title match for All Out, the acclaimed versus Swerve in Our Glory. The G1 Climax 32 Finals, which was Kazuchika Okada and Will Ospreay. Royal Rumble, yeah, 12 months ago. Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins for the title. FTR took on the Young Bucks on Dynamite in April. The Usos took on the Street Profits at Money in the Bank and stole the show. In a match that was not advertised or even a bit talked about afterwards, which was a shame, Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby, Darby Allen at Double or Nothing. Gunther took on Sheamus at Clash of the Castle. Josh Alexander fought Tamahiro Ishii at Impact Under Siege. In the Trios Tournament Semis on Dynamite, we did get Death Triangle versus United Empire. Wrestle Kingdom earlier this year, January 4th, uh, January 4th Kazuchika Okada defeated Will Ospreay. FTR defended and retained their New Japan Tag Team Championships against Aussie Open at New Japan's Royal Quest 2. Ray Phoenix defeated El Hero de Vikingo and Pentagon defeated Villano 4 in a mask vs. mask match, both matches taking place at AAA Mania. The match I talked about earlier, SummerSlam 22, we got Roman Reigns in a last man standing match against Brock Lesnar. Will Ospreay took on Tetsuro Naito, or Tetsuro Naito, I'm sorry, at Battle Autumn 22. Josh Alexander had a damn near uh, Iron Man match against Speedy Mike Bailey on Impact. And what is probably the biggest match of the year for WWE, you had the Men's War Games match, which was Bloodline against Brawling Brutes, Kevin Owens, and Drew McIntyre. What do you think about next week's uh, awards? Are you excited? I am excited. Uh, you know, thankfully, Kayfabe Pal, I'm off this week, so I got a lot of time to devote to the show. Um, Good. I've got the list up. I've actually been following along as you've been going through it. Um, so, uh, my thought is that next week we'll kind of just make our own nominations and we'll just leave it at that. Um, I think it's going to be pretty unanimous. I don't think you and I, you think so? Funny is go all the way back to our teaser. We're like, oh, we're going to disagree all the time. It's really rare how often we disagree. Yeah, that's true. You never know. It'll be interesting. So yeah, like I said, I, I think there's some good moments here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the matches, I, I think, uh, for me, it's going to be pretty easy to whittle down. You know, I think I've got my oh, totally. three contenders <laughs> pretty well lined up here. So, yeah. FTR Briscoe's one, two, three. Yeah, good call. Yeah, All right, well, hey, <laughs> thanks for listening to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. We appreciate it, and we thank you for listening for all of 2022. We'll be back next week with 2023, some brand new stuff, and... Even more so, we might even be a touch closer to 
watching wrestling with Wheezy. A little, uh, little drop for you guys. Perhaps. Hope you guys enjoyed this show this season, this year. I am the professor, Mark Fantasia. Appreciate you guys listening once again. I bid you a farewell. ODM, as always, he's going to leave you with just five words. Stop being a bitch, son. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing, the analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com. Go ahead. You know. My name, Tiger. My name, my name's Paul, and this is between y'all. Oh, get the <clears> fuck out. <laughs> that's my, hey, man, that's my thing. Did you think I was wrong in any way? You can say it. I'm a big boy. I uh, Well, no, dude. I'm going to give it to you straight. I mean, listen, I think we're both at the end of our rope with this league because, first of all, it's just a joke. Like, we showed up, and we've just run the table four straight seasons. You really gonna tell me anything's gonna be different? And how long do we want to really do this? And I'm sorry for me, the New Year's Day thing was the dumbest thing. Like, what is your fucking problem? Are your lives that bankrupt where you so, are just free to fucking be like, yeah, Labor Day, New Year's Day, let's do an online draft? Kiss my ass. I may be sitting in my house in my pajamas at that time anyway. Doesn't mean I want to fucking do a group chat and do this draft. So that being said, that was my argument was about Labor Day. Right. And then into this. And I was like, and he goes, if you had said something, we could have moved it. You wouldn't have, man, because you you say like, all right, the biggest thing is for him to be like, you're an ass all the time and, and uh, talking shit. And I was like, if you go to the rules, the first thing is talk shit, have fun, but keep it within guidelines. No race, gender. Right. Which you uh, don't do. Which I've never done. You save it for and the podcast. Called, and I'm sorry, I hate to say this, but I'm going to call it straight out. He called you a faggot. Yes, he did. Yeah. That's a good point. Now, how does he know I don't have any relative, this, Matt, myself, anybody who I'm Shouldn't just matter. saying. Yeah, absolutely. My point is, is that that's the same as me saying something of the substance of, well, I don't know, the N-word to him. Yeah. Was you tell me right now, if I was like, all right, easy, son. Do you think that's me in a derogatory way? I wasn't saying easy boy or right. e- easy like anything. I'm not trying to be a fucking dick. I'm saying like son is me saying dude. Uh, and that's okay. all I was saying was like, bro, calm down. I'm saying I've you've sent me the messages multiple times on how to get in. I've tried. I'm not 
and I wrote, I'm not an idiot. And he opened the thing. What's that? You're an idiot. My point is, is that I wasn't actually being combative. I said, look at the fact that you're doing it on New Year's Day. Yeah. And this, I'm just, I got, I'm going to tap out for the season, man. Enjoy it all. And then he was like, you've been an ass in the entire time, blah, blah, blah. You're always talking shit, but saying son, that just brought it to a different place. Enjoy it. And then all of a sudden I get a thing that says, you've been removed from the chat. And I laughed fucking hard. And I was like, that's fine, dude. Look at right after I called him out, I was like, yo, I've never called you anything that would offend you, your girl, anybody, because that's wrong. The And I said, the only thing we fucking ever mocked you for was being last place. The only thing we've done in the last three months and was just because a mark. <laughs> what's that? And a shitty commissioner and being a mark. Yeah, but in the last three months, we haven't even done that. We've just more been like, pet princess, go. Pet princess, go. We're like, just beat him. That's cool. What he did was an extreme fucking cunt bitch move. It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. So my thing is, you two already had kind of uh, a rocky relationship, if you want to even call it that. Um, I think he's just butt hurt. But... So I could see you saying son being something to set him off. Like, if I got into it, like, all right, put it this way. Remember when all that shit went down? I wasn't acting like I was your father, you fucking prick. Hurt them, heal them, right? That Remember that whole shit where there was that little back and forth with us and when he first joined? And actually, he's been super cool since then. He's been awesome. Yeah. But, so if we were in that. Who was the one that said, really, dude, I don't want to do it on this New Year's Day either. And honestly, your site does suck. I can't sign in either. I was like, oh. I'm literally just repeating sentiments. Right. So uh, if he had come back and been like, all right, son, I might have taken that as a slight, but ultimately, no. It mean, but this is the same dude that fucking freaks out about weed. Heroin's probably cool with him, but weed apparently is fucking, you know, the end of it. So. Whatever, dude. Fuck you. Fuck your league. Fuck your flea-infested house and the fact that you are a cunt mark that I've ever seen in my life that literally, as soon as someone won the title, you had to go take it from their goddamn house yeah. to be a bitch move. Oh, but see- and then everything after that has been a bitch move. And to be honest with you, did I want the whole logo this week to be just a tiger and say, easy, son? You're goddamn right. Did I? No, no. I'm going to throw Mr. Nanny in there in our logo because let's make it real. But at the same fucking point... Son, I wasn't actually saying son to be derogatory, condescending, or an asshole. I was like, bro, let's calm down, man. Yeah, Yeah, he's but all of that said and done. Then the dickwad fucking unfriended me on Facebook too, and I thought that was funny. Yeah, and see, and that speaks to everything. He posted a cute little, uh, you know, uh, graphic in the chat afterwards. It was basically the future endeavor with your logo on it. Hmm. Here's the thing. We're moving away from this platform. I'm not trying to ask you. But, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, 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 go. go. You're, you're, you know, you know, oh, we're moving away from this chat to, to move to the new platform, yet you're still messaging in the old platforms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Imagine thank you. Imagine that, because it works. Um, I would never, I, and the fact that he came to you directly after, hey, man, I want you to know I'm cool with you. That just goes to show that he, what he did was a bitch move and that he had to get your approval. And it's funny how he's like, well, the champ's got to be there. The champ's got to be there with you. When I said after being champ, I couldn't be there Labor Day. Well, then fuck it. You can't be there. You can say that I, I maybe I'm always talking shit. I actually 100% pulled back after I won the second season or my second title because I was like, it's not even funny anymore. 
Yeah. It's not. I'll just show up and keep winning until we don't. But the point is that it was what he did was it was a real fucking cunt move. What he did. And mm-hmm. it, but then coming to you was cuntier. No, so he's that's his whole deal is uh now he's buddying up to me. When he dropped out the title, he's like, Oh, keep it in the family, cuz I'm like, dude, we're like second cousins by marriage. And he's just now he's all buddy. And we're buddy. distances by fleas. Yeah. Seriously. Bro, whatever. I actually, you know what? That's shedding light bullshit skin for me. That's all it is. It's I, honestly like I had no problem talking trash and the whole thing was supposed to be. Let me ask you this question. How the fuck you want to start a goddamn video series? If we're all, what, what is a wrestling fantasy league series? What is it? Us just sitting here going with a camera in our hand. Oh, well, Shayna Baszler didn't win tonight. Darn it, guys. Hey, best of luck to you in the main event. Yeah. No, man. The whole point is to talk shit. And again, my shit talking actually diminished like a motherfucker once I actually saw he was getting butt hurt like fucking year ago. Dude, you're a wrestler. You're supposed to cut vicious promos on people. Basically, you know, can't fucking speak English, read English, (laughs) type English, fucking fucking not run away, not run away and be like, you're out of the league. You're a dick. Kicked me out. It was it was a cunt move. And to be honest with you, right now, why I keep doing this, and this is this is the goddamn fucking hidden track to us. He ain't worth putting it on my fucking show. There you go. I'm not putting that shit on my show. There you go. You listen to this part. You made it that far. That's cool. <laughs> but it ain't worth it being on my fucking show. There you go. I agree. Let's move past it. I think I'm going to change my team name to the top of wrestling this year. <laughs> and then I'm gonna fucking and then I'm gonna fucking win it, and then we're just gonna Can fucking you t- deuces. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Can I just come over and do some video recordings with you, and we do a bunch of video? Be like, oh, yeah. hey, you may have kicked me out, but I'm still with Joe. I, I, I'm his manager in the background here, but I, actually, I'm not a manager. I'm an advocate. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. Can't get rid of you. The reigning, defending, undisputed. It's done. It's done. Fuck him. All right. Last I speak of that prick ever on this show. All right. Let's get into this and have some fun.